it's a new year y'all and for me i've never been one to do resolutions i do solutions and for the past almost two years i've been drinking ag1 every single day thanks to my brother dr andrew huberman who turned me on to this incredible product every day every morning no exceptions just one scoop and a glass of water they also make packs that you can travel with that's been very very helpful for me as a active touring person having these packets with me all around the world has been really really helpful so if you're a musician or somebody that is always on the go the travel packs are incredible ag1 delivers my daily dose of vitamins minerals and pre and probiotics it's a very powerful it's very healthy and it's really simple man healthy aging shouldn't feel complicated the thought of taking multiple supplements and all these types of vitamins and stuff and powders it's truly exhausting for me I've never been one to take a lot of uh, multivitamins anyway throughout my whole life. I always prided myself in just eating vegetables and eating all the stuff I need naturally, not in a pill form. So this is incredible. It covers my nutrient gaps. It supports my mental and physical health. AG1 is hassle-free, 60 seconds every morning. It's the high-quality ingredients of pre and probiotics, adaptogens and antioxidants, and whole food-sourced nutrients. I drink it every single day. Every batch of AG1s goes through rigorous testing processes and their ingredients are sourced for absorption, potency, and nutrient density. If there's one product I can suggest you guys is to AG1s, man. This has been a life changer for me. So go to ag1.com slash OLLC and you can get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3 and K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. With AG1, I know I'm getting essential brain, gut, and immune health support, vitamins, probiotics, and nutrients for the day. And it's helped my mental and physical. So if there's one thing I can uh, recommend to you guys, it's AG1s. It's my nutritional insurance. I pride myself as almost being 54 years old, not going to the doctor all the time. Knock on wood. I've been healthy my whole life and try to strive to be a healthy person, stay young, stay full of energy, and still do the things I love that I did as a kid. That's why I still skateboard, play music, exercise. So start the year off right. AG1. AG1.com slash OLLC. Yo, yo, Liquid Death, thank you so much for hydrating all my guests, taking care of me and my family and my friends. Love your water, love your brand, love what you stand for, love you give back to the community. If you want to learn more about Liquid Death and how it started, listen to episode 115 with the co-founder, owner, and creator of Liquid Death, Mike Cesario. Just a punk rock skateboarding kid from Delaware with a dream. It's an incredible story, incredible journey. So if you go to liquiddeath.com slash Toby, you get free shipping on any items you order from liquiddeath.com. If you want to just get Liquid Death water, go to amazon.com. But for the merchandise and other cool items, exclusive items, go to liquiddeath.com slash Toby and get free shipping. Thank you so much, Liquid Death. Death to plastic, murder your thirst, stay hydrated. You know H2O saves lives. It's a headphone to kind of... Oh, you're recording now, so you better, you better hold your tongue, man. Okay. The microphones are especially good. <laughs> These microphones are incredible. I do. <laughs> the headphones are, are cool, but, but the microphones are even I better. Do, I do want to give a shout out to Adam Blake's wonderful wonderful wife, Juliet Kim Blake, who came up with her own drink, Jinsa. I'm giving him a shout out, bro. This shit's banging. <laughs> Jinsa. And this is Korean pear and ginseng. I'm and having... It's her own, she started her own company, bro. So this is my first time trying it, so... Uh, to Juliet... Blake, I'm so proud of you. Nice. It's, it's delicious. I it's haven't really tried it yet. I'm having a liquid death. You're walking out a sip of that. It's really good. Ginsa. Ginsa. It's pretty fucking. Okay, what let's you go. You like it? I think it's nice. I okay. like it. You better say that on my podcast. Yeah, okay. it's like a party going on. Okay, welcome to the One Life, One Chance podcast. <laughs> I'm your host, Toby Morris. 
with my brother from another mother, Mr. Derek Green in the house. What's up? Thank you for being here, Derek. How you feeling? Good. I'm happy to get to meet uh, my guest in real life. You guys probably met throughout a couple of years where they're playing music, whatever. And I've but heard so much about him. Of course, you? man. He's, and Max. Yeah, man. Yes. Yes. He's my brother, the man, the myth, the legend. For a part two, Mr. Matt Skeeper, thank you for Thanks being for here. Thanks for having me back. You were on episode 49. Really? Wow. And now we're on... 49, dude. 49. <laughs> <laughs> and now we're like 249 or 250 or Really? Like, You've yeah. done that many? It's crazy. Shoot. Yeah, man. Damn, son. It's been a journey. It's been really wonderful. It has. Wow. Thank you for being here, Matt. Thanks for having me. A lot's nice happened since here. I had you on originally. Yeah, and, you uh, have a sure sponsorship. You have drink, <laughs> a drinking. You have a drinks. little fridge with drinks in it. Some you have Derek here, yeah. handsome co-host. Yes. Got yeah. some liquid death. Got some uh, athletic greens. Nice. What else? We got tattoo remover by removery. Mm-hmm. What else we got? Keep going. What's tattoo remove? <laughs> tattoo removery. Yeah, yeah. They do lasering. Really? If you want some lasering? I got you. No, Anytime. I'm good. Okay. I started we doing could, it. It hurts. Um, we could talk about other procedures that we were just talking about. <laughs> we could get there. It's up to you. <laughs> We can go in depth I'll, with that. I'll, 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 I think it's a th- it's a thing it's to talk about. Okay. I mean, it's in I've been your life, about. but but it's up to you. I mean, this is forever. The internet's forever, Toby. <laughs> well, I've already talked about it on here. I'm just going to say it out loud. I've been going back and forth for many many years about my hairline, and then some people <laughs> post pictures of me recently. Where I would see I have the same kind of widow's peak my whole life. Okay, I'm not completely bald on the top. I'm hanging True. in there, about to be 54. Facts. But there's this procedure now where you can go to different countries, even yep. America. They take the hair from the back of your head. There's no scarring, and they replant it in the front of your head wherever you need it. Minimal scarring. Where the minimal minimal scarring. scarring. Yeah, it looks yeah. like you're it's under brain your hair. Surgery. Yeah. yeah, and if I can stand a tattoo on my head, I can stand. It just looks like you had hair surgery at some point in your life, yeah. or like brain surgery. I thought <laughs> that's what was happening. In they Turkey. dismissed. And so the question is, would you do that? Either you guys would just fuck it, shave your head, or tattoo your head. Mm. Or just who cares? Which for a hat. I've thought about it. Okay. Okay. Uh, and uh, and I I mean I've considered it not not so much as to like go get an appointment or to look into getting it done, but that is an option. But and I am balding, but I'm not sensitive about it. It's too like I was just telling you, buddy. It's you're 54. I'm pushing 47. Um, I don't think it really matters. I mean, yeah. it, it, what matters is how you feel. Exactly. True. My True. wife and still if loves you, me. And if you're sensitive about it or people are sensitive sensitive about it, I don't think there's anything wrong. You're not hurting anybody. I think you're, it's cool you have a wife, so. Yeah, no. I was just saying, that was my point, too. It's like you're not on the market and shit's only going to get weirder, so just right. chill. Imagine me on the market at 54 on oh one of these fucking apps, bro. I lose oh my, my mind. Oh, my God. That's, that's a, a TV series I would love to that's a great point, Skeeps. It's I like mean, it, it's, if, it, if it's about me feeling comfortable with my own hairline yeah. and my own head. Because yeah, my son and my wife don't give a crap about it. I'm the one that's no, you know what? You know who else doesn't give a bu- crap about it? Everyone else. Nobody gives a crap that's about true. it. Only you do. Yeah. In reality. That's facts. Yeah. And it works yeah. with, it's just how, it's how you feel. So I wouldn't say do it or not do it. I mean, I think for me, it's a waste of time. I got I'm to... saying do it just out of pure curiosity. <laughs> I just want to see. You know this. what? You should I do it. document it. You oh. should totally do it. It's a good point. What, just to document it? Will you come document it? <laughs> yes. I, I want to see what happens. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, do it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If I go to Turkey and Sweden? I, yeah, I would definitely go with you and document I'd only document it if the company did procedure. it. Procedure. Took, like maybe took care of me like, like hey I'll fly Yo, or whatever. maybe we could get like a thing like if I'm where paying like twenty G's, let's say they do it for free. If you can I thought just it was seven. It. It's seven, seven overseas and twenty G's right down the street, man, mm-hmm. in Beverly Hills. I think it's worth to go to Turkey. It's Sweden too, though, because I got friends I can hang out. Sweden's nice, man. Sweden is nice. Turkey's like a mission. 
That's like a longer mission. It is a longer mission, but you guys been to Turkey? Yeah. Uh, I have not been to Turkey. <clears throat> um, the bands play out there. Yeah, absolutely. We play there many yeah, times. Yeah. Sepultura played there. Yeah, man. Six show. Six shows. Next time, book a show out there and get your hair did. And then let me know. <laughs> what I was talking <laughs> I don't. That's the thing. I don't know. Istanbul. You guys have never played in Istanbul? No. Never played. No. See, I don't know about don't... the procedure with black folks. Because I haven't seen any brothers out there getting Yeah, the, east, the east is, like, Russia was, we, we played a show with, um, yeah, we're, we don't even go there. Definitely keep your head up out there, buddy. <laughs> I won't even tell the story. Yo, Derek, that's a great question. Do black people, yeah, people, yes, 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 yes. Yes, Tory Lanez, one of the first rappers to get a hairline, got the hairline. But you can't He's suggest Turkey as a place to travel. Because no, no. of that. Okay, okay. <laughs> you didn't go with yes. anyone of color to Turkey. Let's chill. <laughs> Yo, <I'm Derek. laughs> That's a good point. What made you think of that? So go to Sweden then. <coughs> yeah. <laughs> but Sweden. somebody to pay for it. Because you sponsored my hairline. I think you if they, they sponsored it, Sponsor they're like, you document it, and they're like, yo, they're making a whole documentary. It's going to be good for promo. For yeah. them. I, I know some. Yeah. I know, I've seen some people that have done that. Yeah, they documented the whole thing. Yeah. If I'm going to do it, I'm not going to hide it. I did this. You know what oh, I mean? I'm yeah, not gonna, all right. of a sudden, I have a hairline. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some people have it. It just pops up. Just eating healthy. Let's just say that. Yeah. Yeah. I think being he- <laughs> like, yeah, the way you, you're, you're a healthy, young 54. Did you say 54? Yeah, yeah you're a young 54. Yeah. That's uh, everything. Yeah. How old are you? I, I'm, I'm 50. I'll be 53. In two you guys days. both yeah. look like young, handsome men. It's Thank all about you, how you take. Mm-hmm. But I mean, the hair thing—I don't know. It's, yeah, you're right. It, it really depends on. You're the only person that's going to notice it, really. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, here we are, Matt Skiba. Okay. Thank you for being here, Matt. Let's yeah, back, that's let's what get I back think. To the anyway. Guest. <laughs> um, I mean. It's, so yeah. What's, what's, what's well, going on? Well, the last time he was here, he was in Blink. Now he's not in Blink. Mm-hmm. He's always been in Trio the whole time. Trio mm-hmm. has a new record coming out. Okay. It'll be out this week. On Max's birthday. On Max's birthday. It's Friday oh, the 26th. And it's uh, Blood, Hair, and Eyeballs. That's mm-hmm. the name of the record. Really? Yeah. yeah. Wow. And this is, um, when's the last time your last record came out? How long yeah. has it been since? It's been uh, over five years since our last record. That's a long time. A, yeah. So uh, we recorded and released a record while I was in Blink, but we didn't tour like we usually do. We haven't released anything like we have, and we had a uh, we have a new drummer, yeah, Adam okay. Willard, is playing drums in our band Dope now. Ass drummer, yes. Was he in another band before that? Oh, he man. was, yeah, a bunch Rocket of Rocket from the Crypt. Oh, nice. Okay. So many bands, so many bands. But Rocket was like how I fell in love with Adam. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Great band. Um, and he actually played with us for like a two week tour uh, twenty years ago. He filled in for like two weeks of a of a run right when Derek joined the band, different Derek. Okay. Um, Derek Grant to join the band, but Adam filled in because the changeover hadn't happened. So we've been friends for a long time, um, and it definitely feels like he's been there the whole time in a lot of ways. So we're yeah. psyched. He cool. didn't play on the new record, but he's uh, playing the new songs. We're playing Kimmel in a couple days. Oh, nice, nice. nice. That's awesome. Uh, cool. for that. The twenty third. Cool. Yeah, come through. That's cool. So your life, you you always were in trio the whole time you were in Blink. So that's nothing changed. The only thing's different is you're not playing in two bands. Yeah, the focus now is is solely on trio. It's like with 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 Blink, it depended on what I was doing. If we were if we were touring with trio, that's what I was concentrating on, and that's what I was. You know, you can only do one thing at once. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, now the the uh, all the attention is on trio, which is good. It's like I feel like people 
are excited to have Tom back in the band. It's the way I think it should be. And I'm grateful for my time with those guys. I had a, an, an incredible it. time. Thank you. Killed I had a blast. I love those dudes, and I'm glad that they're back to the way it should be. I'm glad that I'm back to where I feel like I should be. It feels like all is right in those in the world. In yeah. those worlds, you feel you feel in less the, stressed. Maybe not in the world, but in those worlds. <laughs> <laughs> Do you feel less stressed in your life? Does everything just have one thing to focus on and not juggling uh, things? Or? Not. Re- I mean, I never really got too stressed. Yeah. About it. I mean, playing music, it's like we don't work music, we play it. It may like travel may feel like work here and there, like if you don't feel well or yeah, something yeah. like that. But generally, I think I can, I'll, I'll try and speak for all of us in saying that we have a really pretty easy job. Yeah. Uh, the only real stress with Blink was learning all of their songs. You have a lot to learn, too. A man. lot to learn, and I was always learning. Um, but I didn't. Um, I had a great time. Yeah, this, it definitely. It feels more natural to be in just one band at one. You know. Yeah, two All things. Right. Yeah, two things you said right there that I talk about sometimes is like, playing music is amazing. Being on stage is amazing. It's not work, but the travel that that's what feels at work sometimes. Absolutely. Like the hustle and bustle, and like the no sleep and trying to eat and just everything surrounding that chill. Those twenty three hours that feels like work sometimes. Yeah, that sucks. Some, tra- I hate yeah. the traveling. Yeah. Man. I love the traveling. You do. I love it all. Wow. Yeah. I like flying. Wow. Okay. Wow. Okay. I like. Uh, airports. I love airplanes. Security. I love airports. <laughs> wow. Friends with the security. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I just facts. try and make the most okay. of it. Uh, you it, got the pre. You got the uh, global global entry and all that stuff and the. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it, on, it, they make it pretty pretty uh, easy, I think. I mean, it does get exhausting, of course. Like, I'm saying that now, and I haven't been on tour in a few months. So yeah. talk to me in, like, a month and a half. I might have a different opinion. But for the most part, I do still enjoy traveling. I'd much rather... <clears throat> I'd always much rather be doing whatever I'm doing with music than any other job I've ever done or, or you know... It is true. Yeah. We're very lucky to do that. And people it feels like a choice uh, to me always. I never really feel like I have to do it, because we don't. Yeah. <laughs> Um, two things I remember about Blink is that one, remember you texted me the day you met with them at Crossroads and I was mm. like, holy shit. Like when they asked you to join. Yeah. And then second scene, your first time playing with them, I think it was Music. I'm not sure the first show was. The very first show was at the Roxy. Yes, 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 yes. Did you come to that? Yes, I did. Yeah. Yeah. That was weird. I mean, it was great. <laughs> I just, I don't think I played a right note the whole show. I felt like I was on a different planet. Were you totally but, nervous? Oh, man. Uh we, yes yeah. How many rehearsals did you have before? We show? had a bunch, but I don't. It, it's such a weird thing to prepare for, and I mean weird in in, uh, not weird in a bad way, just in an unfamiliar way. Mm-hmm. Something that was a little foreign to me. But I'm I was happy to be there. I wouldn't have traded anything. But I hadn't been that nervous for like a show ever. Wow. It was just a lot. You know, I felt like I had a big responsibility. I didn't want to let the band down. I didn't want to let the fans down. And hopefully I didn't, but it was a, it was mildly, uh, mildly terrifying, but, yeah. it, but again, it was, it wasn't, uh, you know, we have friends and, and, uh, family that have been in actually terrifying situations. So that was really nothing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've always kind of had that perspective, thankfully. Cause you've been writing all your songs your whole life and you've learned songs you didn't even write. That's like a totally different thing. And then sing those with the same kind of commitment and passion mm-hmm. of those songs. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? How they've been yeah. written or people hear them or expect to hear them. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it's different because it's him. So it's well, like, I just did never like any. It's the same for anybody. Like it, I never really thought of it that way. That's a good point, Toby. Is play like it, you are learning somebody else's things, but I'd never done that before. Yeah, ever. right. I'd never joined anyone else's band. Right, right. Uh, yeah. So it was definitely um, a little tricky, but 
you know, it it felt possible. The fact that fans, but you knew the songs, not all the songs. But I you... didn't know any of the songs, not one. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's very nice that of you. Tricky. But no, I didn't know. A, I okay, didn't know a single. Even trickier. Yeah. yeah. Maybe you thought you knew some because you hear them so much. I don't know. Maybe not. No. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, come on. This no. I mean, I didn't know. It was like, I mean, there's like, they have songs like all the small things that, you know, right. anyone could pick up a guitar and figure it out pretty quickly yeah. if you've ever played a guitar before. Um, but some of the, a lot of the other stuff, I mean, Tom's a really good guitar player and our styles are very different. So it was learning something almost oh, like yeah. a new language. Yeah, the one the one thing that happened with Skiba that didn't happen to you mm. is that you joined a band to sing for Sepultura after they've okay. been together twenty years, and right? I didn't have to play guitar to sing. Thank but, God. But, yeah, but you didn't you didn't write any songs really with them, like full songs. He wrote songs on records that mm. charted on Billboard. Those not at records, first, though. Not at first, but still, you have songs that are on Nine in California, both yeah. those albums. Which after really re- after after writing with them, it no def- disrespect. Oh yeah, no, no, I had to write. You wrote records in your career with Sepultura, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah, but not songs. Like I had to write all the lyrics. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. My bad, my bad. You know the bad. songs that the band plays? <laughs> okay, like my bad. I'm thinking like about riffs. My bad. There's a conversation yesterday. Oh, I was like, guitars. who wrote them? <laughs> my bad. I'm sorry, Derek. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And you equal member too. I've known this. Yeah, I've yeah. known this guy for so long that I, I did, didn't even. I forgot about it. We talked. I knew what you were getting at. But when you joined, you became equal member right from the jump, which doesn't really happen with a lot of bands. Yeah, we talked about that. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, he wrote lyrics, okay, he wrote so, his songs. Because right. I'm thinking about old Sepatori versus the new Sepatori. Right. Different. But yeah, right. he wrote two amazing records, p- part of those records. That got but it happened in the same way that I'm guessing would happen with you, where you join the band, you play mm-hmm. shows first, and then you get in the creative process. Probably. Yeah. I, like how, how, how different, when you joined Sepultura, how soon was it that you started writing with the band? Uh, well, at the very beginning, they had a bunch of songs they had already written. Just musically? Yeah, musically. Uh. And then it was like, okay, let's see if he, this guy's got any ideas, which was foreign to me. You know, like, you got any ideas to throw in the pot? <laughs> like, they were asking, oh, that's you, cool. which is a rarity that's I cool. found sure. out later on. And then I was like, yeah, I got a couple. Ri-. Like, I didn't really play guitar. You know, like, I wasn't a player. You know, I could pick it up and be like, show me, you know, what, what do I need to play? You know, and so... It was a different experience. Like once they started to realize that after the, the when they doing the second album was like from the very beginning, everybody together sitting in a room, like who's got some ideas? Let's throw them out there. And I was like, oh, I got some riffs. And there was like, mm, okay, let's focus on those vocals. And <laughs> yeah, coming too soon. With the yeah, riffs, yeah, 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 Come, yeah. But yeah, it was it 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 took some time touring, getting to know each other until we were fully the second Gelling album. Together, like let's yeah. let's write an album together. Everyone sitting in a room, everyone being apart. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that's But that takes time to to get that connection with people you've never played with. Sure. You know, never played those songs before. It's, I can feel it. And then also him coming and writing songs. His songs he sings about and writes about in Alkaline Trio is completely different than Bleak 22 lyrics. Right. And he's writing those with a a group of friends he's been with for a long time. Yeah. And going in with the guys been together for a long time. Right. And the subjects they're used to talking about is his subject. But it's the same thing as like with you joining anyone anyone performing with when you started doing Hazen Street or like anything you've done outside of H2O is like you kind of have to change channels a little bit. Yeah. And for me, it wasn't. A, really a decision it just kind of came with the territory like this is a these are different people it's a right. different story it has a different sim- yeah. similar but different vibe yeah because you're probably being asked to do what you're good at what other people think you're good at yeah uh yeah. 
but um yeah kind of like hopefully it naturally tailoring it to whatever that audience is or you know uh it was a pretty natural thing playing with those guys i mean i was familiar with their music don't get me wrong i was a fan of blink i just didn't know how to play any of the songs so i didn't want to give that impression that i wasn't familiar at all with it i was just i'd never thought to learn one of their songs or play it like yeah i don't know how to play a lot of most songs you know like i hear a song i love and occasionally i'll sit and try and figure something out but generally i just enjoy it and let it let it live on its own did it, did it have a major a change in your life being in that band for those years? Uh, it definitely changed. I learned a lot about we we you know playing with a with a different band. It's like like I said, kind of like learning a new language. So yeah. I learned a lot about communicating in the studio. I learned a lot about uh, my abilities, and I mean there were things that are on Blink Records that I thought I'd never be able to play. Like I told those guys the first when they asked me to join the band, I was like, I don't know that I can play all this stuff and they're like you can it's harder than it sounds i mean it's easier than it sounds (laughs) and some of it was some of it wasn't but it's just uh, um uh but it did like there was a a period where we were just we we had show we played the initial shows the main one was travis's um music yeah gig that they didn't want to cancel and then after that we pretty quickly started writing together but it's something that mark and i said pretty regularly in interviews that there was definitely a time where you're figuring out how to be a band together you're not just if it happened just suddenly and and i'm sure it's happened in the in musical history but generally i think there has to be a certain amount of like growing and and acclimating that has to happen before you lock in and become a band for sure in the truest sense so and it took some time but it was so fun it was always fun it was never like it was mildly terrifying at times but in a good way Mm-hmm. Yeah, inspiring uh, ways, kind of not yeah, not yeah. ways that made me want to stop doing it. Stepping out, and, and I also shout yeah. out to the yeah. trio guys too for like just hanging while right. Skiba has this thing, this this moment, and this time yeah. sing another band. They were they just lay back in the cut until he's ready. True. But they also went back and forth and made music with them too. And also, I feel like him being in Blink, ha- and now him being in Trio, so many people that found out about him through Blink now are Trio fans. I'm sure that's kind of like. Mm. Yeah. Right, it's moving into that world kind of. Yeah, I yeah. mean, it's uh, we definitely got a lot of new uh, listeners because of the Blink thing for sure, cool. and I'm grateful for that. Sorry, I'm not talking to the mic. No, no, no. <laughs> um, yeah, that's good. Yeah, it was such an it's a it's like a ten year journey almost with that. I think right. It was uh, seven years. Yeah, seven wow. years. Wow. Went I mean, by I, fast though. I mean, we yeah. did two records, did a bunch of touring, and it went by quick. Okay. And you're 20 years in Sepultura. Yeah. And there was twenty. A bit more, yeah. And there was twenty years before you. Wow. Yeah. Was it forty years? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And now it's their fortieth anniversary, and they're breaking up. Sepultura. They announced oh, really? it. They announced yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. Is so. that, how do you feel about that? Good. Good. We never talked yeah. about the party yet. Yeah. yeah. I feel good about it. You know, I think everybody is pretty positive in the band. You know, we had thought about it, and it's nice to stop when you're feeling good. You know, everyone's yeah, yeah. on top. You, you know? don't want to wait, like you don't want to wait for tragedy to strike exactly. or something, or illness, or right. or yeah. both. That would suck. You Damn. Know? Well, that's good if it's yeah. if it's something you guys are choosing to do and it's positive. Then Absolutely. congratulations. Yeah, thank you. But now you do a world tour. Yeah, now we got yeah at least two years of touring ahead of us. But it's not like an uncomfortable thing. Like no. it's a celebration of your. I think careers, it would be probably. much. Very emotional once we start oh, yeah. playing the shows. I'm like, oh man, this is the last time here. I'm sure like, in yeah. the city, yeah. especially if you guys are all, you know, friends, family, yeah. and beyond. Like, yeah, totally. bands. I mean, it's like a marriage, right? Like, it, right. even more so. 
It is for dude. sure, or <laughs> or not even more so. Just it's beyond. It's different. It's, it's different. It's very different, but it's yeah. You're traveling with those people all the time. You you're know pretty them. much everything about everything. each other. You see them all naked. Took showers together somewhere. It's some weird you ass know backstage. Everyone's, yeah. Oh yeah. You see some bizarre Prison things. showers in Germany backstage. Warp tour shit. Just all that stuff. Oh, How many years? Oh has yeah. Those been prison together? showers. How many years? Yeah. Tree, tree over around for. Uh, ninety six. Since '96, wow. whatever that is, I thought the band was European for some reason. Really? Yeah, for many years, like, oh yeah, they're from like Holland or <laughs> the Netherlands <laughs> or like somewhere, that. you know, in Europe, like really an obscure European country. Why? Why know? do you think that? I don't know. I just because I saw I've you guys thought are that playing about a bands lot, too. a lot in Europe, like a lot of yeah. festivals and yeah, the UK and Europe definitely is embraced that your us. largest market. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean Chicago, like the states we do, we do from Chicago. Okay. I'm from Chicago originally, oh, so yeah, Chicago, Chicago nice. has always been our stronghold. Great, uh, that's awesome. I never knew that. Yeah, Chicago. I'm from Germany, bro. <laughs> yeah, Chicago, Germany, Deutschland, um, Ukrainian village. That's about as, as okay. uh, fancy as it right, can. right. But Chicago, proudly. Uh, but yeah, like the the band definitely got bigger faster in the UK first, and then right, and UK Europe. is where I saw it a lot. You know, mm. like really blowing up. Yeah, it's like on. You know, it's it's. Uh, um, yeah, we're just. I think um, per capita, just like a bigger band there or something. Do you enjoy playing more in Europe or in the U.S.? Is, do you have a preference? Or? I don't. I st- like I said, I still love to travel, so I love okay. I love going to Europe. Yeah, yeah. Just because it's newer, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's much older, but newer for us. It's like, um, uh, yeah, the the. Um, the luster of of Europe is still not. I mean, it only gets stronger. The more I go there, the more I learn about it. Mm-hmm. The more things I'm a history freak. He's a history so, guy. Yeah. So you're like going to like the churches. You're walking all through the all towns. Of it. Yeah, battle, every time battlefields. Yeah. I mean, there's not you. The more that you read and learn, there's the more there is to see. Absolutely. He's and, a history buff too. Oh yeah. yeah. So you know everything right. that's standing in Europe has yeah. survived. I mean, the older it is, the more wars it's withstood. I have an interesting <clears> question for you. Sure. I mean. Growing up in the U.S. and going through a, US, a school system in the U.S. and you traveling to Europe, have you noticed that something is off in our history books or the way that mm. we're seeing things? Oh yeah, big Great time. question. Mm. Yeah, uh, everything. I mean, <laughs> I right? don't need to tell you. Yeah. Like American history has been so <laughs> whitewashed. What we're taught in school is so far from the f- truth. We were never taught. By like we were never taught about the history of slavery, what actually happened, the crime, the the crimes against humanity, that this country, as much of a patriot as I am, was founded on blood and savage, savage acts of of not even war, just war crimes, yeah, right, raping right. and pillaging. Is I mean, just yeah. just genocide. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of like how however many races of people that have like been brought here for for quote-unquote commerce whether it be slavery or people annihilated from the regions or whether they be natives people who were brought in who were coming from europe that were you know servitude where they had to serve for a certain person for a certain amount of years at the very beginning of the of this country you know a lot of and they were kind of tied in with slavery like living in the same places you know kind of together and united but then there was a split it seemed from them, you know, because it became dangerous because there was a lot of revolutions and people 
stepping up, up the idea of they're like look we're in the same boat you know it's it, it i mean i i noticed that there was a radical difference and it was embarrassing it's embarrassing it really is and and uh <clears throat> yeah what what we're told is about even it, you know it wasn't that like segregation was not that long ago no. and mm. and it's treated like something that never happened which is a like a, a, it's criminal right. and i think that the, like teaching the myth of thanksgiving is <laughs> it's still like i mean i you know i get it it means family and whatever right. but like i'm not posting pictures of turkeys on thanksgiving no. i'm not with any of that no, and i'm nothing against anyone that does but i can't ignore the yeah. reality of the injustice that people like how how uh i mean people through throughout every civilization throughout every country are guilty of very very similar things but this so loudly and brazenly being lied about mm -hmm. just for so long is like it's it really does a disservice and kids that are smart are going to see past it hopefully at some point oh. you, you shouldn't but we shouldn't leave it to that chance it's right, like you should right. be telling kids the truth yeah uh, christopher columbus so, holidays no more christopher columbus no more i mean even we world... can go in depth with that yeah <laughs> plymouth rock my ass <laughs> didn't happen and what, what were you gonna say about i mean it, it's just but especially like in europe it's like going that reading european like uh just world history it only speaks to like more recent history mm -hmm. i mean depending i'm i'm a uh, my parents both fought in Vietnam, mm -hmm. uh, so I come. I have a lot of military in my family, so mm -hmm. big. Uh, I've never served, but I have a a pretty heavy interest in like war history. Mm -hmm. I think it's fascinating. Mm -hmm. I don't. Uh, so like World War Two and World War One more recent, like the past ten years, I've gotten more learning more about World War One. Mm -hmm. Always le we're still learning things about World War Two and mm -hmm. and uh, but but you know in learning about those things you start learning about more recent and like more uh american yeah. history mm -hmm. specifically like the north america we were raised in and how different it's been even 20 years ago or right. whatever right. how different i mean i remember dude like and i'm sure you guys do too where did you grow up I grew up in Cleveland, Ohio. Oh, yeah, Midwest. Yeah, Midwest, Ohio. Uh, so like, yeah, in the Midwest, I remember like it was when we. So ninety six, I said was when the band started. Yeah. So it would have to have been ninety eight, ninety nine, where there was like when you drive into Missouri from Illinois, right. Ku Klux Klan adopt a oh, Ku Klux Klan owns this next adopt a highway stretch wow. of road was the first stretch of road you got to going into Missouri or like driving into Louisiana. You're in Duke country now yeah. when David Duke, Duke was Duke, a Duke. fucking Senator or governor or whatever the fuck he was like yeah. a grand wizard. It's like, and that was in, I mean, I remember that in my adult life. Oh yeah. That's fucking scary. And yeah. it hasn't gone anywhere, clearly. I like, know. uh, but, uh, yeah. I mean, that's a whole other thing. That, but, but it, even then, it's like people are. Uh, I think it's important that you know people learn the actual history, and they're certainly not being taught in schools. At least not when I was there. Yeah, yeah. definitely not when I was there. I mean, it was. I don't know who was. I mean, it was the winners are writing the history. You know, at least in America. Very well, and yeah, I, very well put. But it's it's sad because there's a lot of people that don't want to change any of these these things. These things, it's just wrong. Like mm -hmm. it's just not factually correct. No. Many of many things, especially like Columbus. You know, people are getting up in arms. I remember where I grew up, in like a little Italy. They're like, why would you want to, you know, desecrate Christopher Columbus? He was incredible Italian. You know. I was just like, first of all, I mean, everything is wrong about everything you just said. Yeah, wasn't sentence. he Spanish anyway? I don't. I, I, I don't he's know. actually like 
Portuguese. Oh wow! You know, yeah, in yeah, the yeah. end, like, and and, and uh, I mean, everything, and he didn't even go to America. No, well, he did. Yeah, he didn't go to North America. He went to the islands, the Caribbean. Yeah, you know, he didn't set foot. And well, what? supposedly the first city in the states is St. Augustine, Florida, is where they actually sent like satellite boats up to. Before, I mean, maybe there was a settlement. I'm sure it had to have been made at some point. Settlement is a polite word, too, for a lot of other horrible things. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, we just yeah. settled there. Uh-huh. Uh, right. Okay. Yeah, we learned all about the set, the settlers. Like, wow. That's a, that's a, cute, that's a cute word. But uh, but yeah, I think like to answer your a question, it's it's total right. dog shit. Yeah. What, what it's it's so far, like you said, it's so far from the truth. It's not even the same countries or or time frames or whatever. Right. We're just making things up. Yeah, but uh, absolutely making things up. <laughs> just making it up to fit the fit what the easiest way to tell that story, and and people love to believe it. But that's something that I I really enjoy, and I'm sure you're enjoying traveling is getting to know people and getting to talk to in them different and cultures, actually and you know face to face. Having that experience changes everything. Yeah. You realize like how different people are, but also how similar everyone is. Exactly. You just climates are different, but we're all like wired the same way. We all hopefully want, um, you know, to live in peace and have our families be safe and our loved ones be safe. And like everybody hopefully wants the same things. People have an interesting way of communicating that, I think. But yeah. but uh, I'm, I'm glad to be sitting here at the table with two like-minded gentlemen. That's right, for, right. for sure. I, I think mean, it should be like mandatory in schools that you do a foreign exchange program. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think those are so... It's a good way to really learn yeah, something. Living with a family and, oh my God, yeah. another place. Books can't teach you any of no. that. They can't tell you how things smell or what people right. are li- really like or yeah. any of it. It's crazy. Rusty lives in South Carolina. He said that right. less than 20 miles from his house. There's still clan meetings. Yeah, who knows how close? Yeah, that's crazy. Right. Yeah. Uh, that's why it's like. No, that's what I was going to say. I was going to say Orange County, yeah. but. Um, <laughs> Fuck, you said who cares? It is. It, it, I know. I'll it, keep it 100. My son's seen Whoa. so many suspect dudes in the water. Oh, in yeah. He talks oh, yeah. about it. Suspect like, tattoos, bro. I never knew this growing up in the Midwest or even coming from what, New York. Nazis? Yeah, we were talked about this before. Yeah. And I, was, I always thought it's Orange like, County was like a rebellious place. Loving all, all the hardcore cool punk bands. music. I was like, all oh, these yes. cool bands are coming from the OC. It must be an incredible place. And there are some great bands that come from and the we got OC. Great yeah. There's yeah. also some real band. dodgy ones. I mean, there, there's a <laughs> lot of prisons out that way. Well, yeah, now That's, I know that. Yeah. 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 I remember going to see Manic I mean, there's, with there's my wife. And it was, everywhere. There's but... people with sick howling in the pit. What? And it's all it's all Mexican punk rock band. I was like, what yeah. is going on when I first moved? This is crazy. Why is anybody stopping them? It's so different than the East Coast where you yeah. beat the shit out of Nazis at shows. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, Midwest, no, I know, I Midwest know. too. Same. Yeah, Chicago, definitely. Yeah. yeah, for sure. You weren't walking out of there if you were doing that shit in Chicago. No way. But there were people that went there to do that, and there were people that went right. there to, to, you know, to fight them. And it was, I mean, I, I don't know. I hopefully a lot of good I, shows in Chicago. Too. Oh, yeah. A lot of, great, yeah. A lot of great venues and places. A lot of great punk bands. Yeah. I never understood the whole Nazis coming to punk shows. Especially like Dead Kennedy singing either. about it and different bands singing about angry kids man like yeah yeah and i think a lot of it too like in chicago anyway and i'm not making i'm just saying i the way that it seemed is like the kids that came from like the the nazi skinhead thing were were from like irish catholic like uh big cop firefighter neighborhoods and on like the south side of chicago like blue collar Mm -hmm. probably raised by racist blue collar people at that had you know i feel like it's a lot of like home bred 
racism right yeah that's from those communities right. yeah, yeah you yeah. know that are, are of course right up next to african-american communities or whoever else they want to blame for their own miseries it's like right. you know uh in chicago chicago is such a segre racially segregated city to this day yeah but like blue island was where a lot of the the nazis came from like south side it was all like irish catholic mm -hmm. blue collar you know kind of yeah, uh yeah, yeah poorer neighborhoods that that like bred this kind of like i don't know this this ideology that's for for yankees like us on the north side seemed wildly ignorant <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy that people live in small towns and never ever travel and hate black people or different races and never even met a person of a different race and they've yeah. never seen one but they hate them and they're stuck in these small towns and never go see the world and actually meet a person right. have a conversation but i i understand why they might their impressions or ideas from because they might be watching a lot of like TV of and, and like shows and stereotypes and going with the stereotypes that yeah. are, and hearing it from their folks like what especially I, was I mean that is something that's most definite you know that yes. that from generation to generation being taught that in, in such a natural setting yeah it's like, like oh, alcoholism it's right. like just natural like yeah just, I'm just used to that and I don't know any different you know it's like wow yeah you know, it's I feel like a lot of those things too, where you see people who are like former members of like so whatever hate group they yeah. are or terror, like no matter what, like no matter what, the thing that the common denominator is them meeting someone from the other side that they relate right. to yeah. and realize, oh, we're not any different. Right. Like, yeah. It's, it's yeah. total bullshit. It's true. It's yeah. Like there's an exception to every rule. There's people that fit stereotypes everywhere. There's people that defy that. It's like, you know, and, and just ignorance. I mean, I'm Captain Obvious here, but it's just like it's <laughs> everything, you know, just like right. being ignorant, not meeting people from all from around the world. That to me is the best lesson anyone can learn mm -hmm. for growing as a person is just traveling and meeting people right. that grew up differently than you, whatever the differences yeah i definitely realized that for sure i learned way more traveling than in school yeah sure about history Hands and different down. countries and going and i also realized that you know even being in situations where i'm maybe the only black person there and realizing that a lot of these people had never encountered any other person from another race or lived with any other person from another race having no clue kind of being from a generation generation being passed down that i'm not so hateful you know that people would imagine me to be like oh you must be hating on those you know i'm like not really you know i feel very sorry for them mm. a lot of times and the next thing is that i want them to really see me as who i am you know yeah. like you said a lot of things are very similar and once people realize like hey we have a lot of things in common There's way nothing more than yeah. we don't so like it's like in that i think i go with more of that positivity like people can change and people aren't you know they don't get a choice of where they're born who they're born with, yeah. their family. They don't get to pick those things, you know? And I feel very uh, grateful, you know, that I was born in the situation that I was and around people that, you know, very open-minded. So I take into account, you know, looking at it from their, their side as well. You know, it's not exactly how I want the world to be. You know, not yeah. everything is fair, and that's just the reality of it. So... You know, to go in and just hating, hating, hating is takes a lot of energy. Oh, it does. It does. And, and it's just, I think, better to really kind of be in a natural state of mind and just a very open state of mind and be like, hey, you know, this is what's really going on and just take it step by step, you know, not to expect to be like best friends, 
but also not to be that hatred is something that just really doesn't go anywhere. No, it's exhausting. It's exhausting. That anger. I right. mean, I was, um, yeah, just like that, that sort of anger, like being like hateful is like, I would imagine it just like eats. Yeah. You can see like people oh, yeah. look older. Yeah. People look unhealthy when like, you never see like, uh, like one of these like people on TV, whatever their vibe is. I mean, like you know, like angry white man, clanny people. Yeah. Never like, oh wow, he looks like he goes to the gym. <laughs> <laughs> He's always well, vegetables. Like right. no, they always look like shit because they're fucking just spewing poison. It's yeah. like it can't be that you know. I mean, it's again it's something that's obvious, but I I love that that like, um. Like it's real easy for me to deal with somebody with compassion, but for right. you to say that is is a uh, I think pretty powerful and awesome. Yeah, right on. especially yeah. you being in the metal band too, and coming into a, another band and being African American from America, going into a Brazilian band, mm -hmm. right, and being in the metal industry, mm -hmm. which you know the demographics of that definitely changed. Definitely since different been in the from band. a punk and hardcore. Yeah, scene, for sure. Yeah. It's just probably feeling that kind of energy too, being in Sepultura, right? This guy right, with no, dreads. Absolutely. This guy from Ohio coming right. from America. But Sepultura is Brazilian and yeah. huge and a lot of other maybe yeah. in the States, yeah. right? Like uh I mean I guess like but it seems like a band that the like pretty worldly, right? Mm -hmm. Like you guys do a lot of world like touring yeah. all over the place. All over, man. Like really bizarre and unique That's and exotic awesome. places and those are my favorite i mean what was the most exotic place that you played where you're like oh my god the never imagine yeah we played in south africa Ooh. uh and we were like That's amazing. Uh, yeah, one yeah. of the first rock american rock bands to ever play there mm -hmm. there had been others but like nothing none of our contemporaries had been there right i think since then people have gone but we went and um the cape town we played in cape town yeah. we played in jabe we played in johannesburg Joburg. yeah we played, uh, have you been there? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Durban, Durban, Joburg, yeah. and Cape Town. How are the shows? Crazy? Amazing, yeah. That's awesome. Uh, that band, Die Word, opened for us. Wow. Whoa, and they're no from way. out there, too. They're yeah. from there, but it's, they, they uh, they're sick. They're yeah, so, well, the, but they're not looked at in South Africa the way they are looked okay. at here. Okay, okay. <laughs> it's different. I'm not going to go into it. Okay, you can okay, do okay. your homework on your own, but South Africans do not love that band as okay, much okay. as Americans do. Hence okay. them opening for us. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, they're kind of like... Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't want to okay, talk yeah. shit. Okay. But but being there, but being in in that place, like a place where talk uh, about history. Jeez. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> it was the it was the best time I've ever had. It's the most beautiful place I've ever been. People were so amazing, and and uh, you know, people were initially like, "Oh man, it's so dangerous there." It's like, why? There's mm -hmm. nothing. There's no war going. I mean, in northern, in closer to you know, northern northern Africa, it's obviously there's all kinds of civil war that's been going on and will be going on for a long time but uh in south africa like it was i mean there's poverty like there is everywhere but yeah. i have never met like nicer people in my life everywhere everyone's yeah. so everyone's Super wearing nice. a smile yeah. everyone's so happy that you're in their country but they hope you love it it was amazing yeah um so yeah that you know, we've been um but that's the one that really stands out as far mm -hmm. as like places that not a lot of people have been to. Um, and you guys have done military this, bases? What's that? Military bases? We get flown I, out to I, military? Oh, no. Uh, we, nah. We've never done any I of that. I saw being too. It's interesting. Nah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah the USO like, thing. It's like I think they're pretty selective about who they invite over because right. it is such a like security risk, and I'm sure there's yeah. a lot that goes into it, especially yeah. if it's like in a hot battle zone. Blink went and did it. 
That's that's what I'm thinking about. Yeah. yeah. Like, okay. Okay. They play. Yeah, yeah. They uh, play it on an aircraft carrier in the Gulf. I think. Wow. Wow, man. Um, and that's not to say I wouldn't. We just haven't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, but um, uh, so yeah, South, but yeah. I think so just the, my short answer: is South Africa. We've mm-hmm. been a lot of cool places, but yeah. that one takes the cake. I mean, right. I've only been there once, but there was the time. I mean, we dove with great whites. We we, yeah. we, wow. we we dove where they film Shark Week. Yeah. You know wow. where that yeah. Seal Island is. We, yeah, yeah, yeah. We dove wow. in there, um, partied with giraffes and owls and all kinds of stuff. <laughs> it was great, but mostly the people there. And we yeah, met like we met like people best. in like the tribal yeah. regions, like people that live I- off the land, That's and they crazy. were um we They're were amazing. Right? We were all just so interested in each other in just like a childlike, very cool like way that That's it was cool. just like we were honored to be there they were honored to have us yeah we ate in a tree like up in a tree and like the women came there wearing nothing came and painted us with like bird shit on our faces wow it was killer yeah it was Damn, really really legit. cool yeah I, I i had the you had that too ex- yeah experience like it, it's like no other you place. ate the tree I did not eat in the tree okay. or have bird shit. It was shit it was like a face, it was a vegan like they just naturally their their cuisine is yeah, is vegetarian and be, yeah. and uh, lactose free. And cool. I love the people though. Yeah, like you said, it was amazing. Like so many different tribes and different types of people from all around the world there and working in like when you're saying the hotels people from all over the all over the different and there and south africa is its own country yeah you know there's different there's so many countries within the continent of africa exactly and so people are from all over and have all kinds of different upbringings (laughs) it's insane that's cool it's really really uh i i love that energy there it was really emotional you know because people yeah. are so open and just like so loving it yeah. seems you know and they really want you to enjoy your time there and and like i said the history is so rich you know so many things that happened there and so i mean the dawn yeah. of civilization yeah one, one big one huge one we want to go deep but right. it's like i mean yeah. the birth you of music the birth of but humanity you feel it's the a energy spiritual there, there. epicenter like, yeah yes you and the, feel it yeah know. and i feel like the joy and the pride that people have there is just it's a, like an earthen thing it yeah. feels like it's part of the the land there nice. yeah yeah it's really something else it's, it feels that they still have that connection to the land you know yeah, are the places you guys haven't played you still want to play that's a good question I never been to yet. I have it in my mind, but I want to hear what you. Slovenia. Say. We're playing Slovenia yes! this year. I've never Woo! been. You're gonna love it. That's great. Yeah, that's what yeah. I hear. Yeah, yeah. I've been there. Yeah, great that's place. Awesome. You've been there. Uh huh. Nice. Yeah, I've never been to Slovenia. There's a few places we're playing this year. What were you gonna say? Uh, Iceland. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Same. Never been there. Never been there. Yeah, I what always every time say? I fly, we we were gonna shoot something there. Every time we fly over, whenever we fly back from Europe, I always want to just just take me to yeah. was it Reykjavik? Yeah. That's a cap. Drop me off in Reykjavik, where the yeah. plane goes. <laughs> Excuse me. Oh, w- yeah, 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 yeah. I want to go to the museum there. They have this thing that I thought somebody was making up, and it's called, like, the necrosuit. What is that? Something yeah. about like- death? <laughs> <laughs> I thought, you know, this old tour manager was making it up, but then I did some background research, Whoa. and I was like, this thing does wow. exist. So they had this folklore where if you wanted to be wealthy and you could do this procedure or this thing like a i don't know like a ritual and you would have your i don't know the, you'd get your neighbor's like skin their full body skin and wear it 
and and do all these wow. weird r- ritual things. And I was like, that sounds like shit. I, I was like, that's bullshit. Yeah. And then they have the actual skin suit that you wear of like no your neighbor um, in the museum there. Like yeah. a full When you body. said necro suit, I was <laughs> like, surely not a suit of death. Oh, no, an actual suit. Your neighbor, neighbor suit. That's crazy. It's crazy. You that can old look it chestnut. Up. It was like, I need to see Oh, this. you can't make things like yeah, that up. Yeah. If you can, you're in the wrong business. And I realized being isolated in such a place like that with darkness, you know, most of the year, I'm sure. All that it, fresh air. It, yeah. yeah. It just goes straight to your head. No, I got yeah. another one that's supposed to be true. <laughs> okay. In Japan, if you're fully tatted, even if you're American, mm-hmm. they'll buy your skin from you before you die. And so it's like you sign like. You want to do mm-hmm. ashes? You want to donate your skin, mm-hmm. and those give you money in advance. For like, if they skin your whole body, keep your whole body suit. You're gonna be rich. And have that. <laughs> Dude, that'd be kind of like get in advance, like seventy G's, whatever it is. Go get in my advance. hair. Yo, go get my hair done. Go get your hair done over and just stop over did. in Sweden. This is amazing. Oh and sell my skin in advance. <laughs> I don't I, want I, American I, I bodies. Love, I don't know. That's what I heard. I, 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 I can't that. wait to document this. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I thought you were saying I can't wait to die. <laughs> <laughs> but you can, they, they, they want you fully tatted though. They don't think. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, of course. That'd be kind of sick. That is sick. Yeah, wow. I think you're good. You could get that. Here's, yeah. a, here's a random. Sc- I would just worry. I just would worry up. You wake wake up in like a bath in a bunch of ice cubes. Like shit. There was I, tr- no. I should have brought a translator. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying so in advance to be skinned alive. You're dead. You buy the skin before you I'm die, bro. I mean, yeah, they I probably went like fresh, not like old ass. You know, skin from. I want to know the people that want the skin. Me they too. They want to put it I in a museum. Know. They want to put is like that a what House it is? of Horrors or something. I think probably yeah. wear it around, wear it out. Because over there it's a full body suit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, full body suit for, for sure. The, yeah, cool yeah. Um, but Steve, this is a random question. We talked about this okay. yesterday on the All podcast right. with Homeboy. Are there any records that you made of Trio that aren't your favorite that you don't play any of those uh, songs good live? Yeah. No, there's a a record that I don't particularly love. I think it's good that came out the way I did, but we have a record that I, uh, I was having the hardest time with my throat. I had all kinds of issues going on, boring story, but I couldn't sing. And the record sounds just, I sound just completely shredded and it's a record that people love. And because of that, uh, I don't, it's got some of my favorite trio songs on it, but, uh, you know, I don't, it's, it's, that's the only thing that I've done that I I don't love, but it isn't because of a song okay. or okay. there isn't anything I wouldn't play. Mm-hmm. Okay, because we're talking about that some records that we don't love, but then people love that record. That's their mm-hmm. first intro to trio. What mm-hmm. do, what do, like songs that bring up like bad memories or like what the is songs it? Songs that didn't or come they, out the way you want them to come out, or the songs maybe it sounds overproduced, or maybe I feel are, like there's something wrong with all. Like we you wouldn't get anything done. <laughs> right, right. Hopefully you're always like if you keep making music. Hopefully you're always trying to fix those things right, yeah. Yeah. you can only really learn by making those mistakes but True. people kids don't hear that it's sort of I, like the hair yeah. plug thing you're the only yeah. one that's gonna yeah. notice it yeah because it's been some of my friends favorite intros to my band but then it's just a record that i don't we talked about it but yeah i mean there's certain things that the drummer in my band he's younger and he's his intro to metallica is like saint anger and he was like yeah wow. i love that wow oh yeah and i was just like Wow. Yeah, okay. not master, not right. right yeah, I was like, yeah, I was like, none of the. You sure it's not? He was like, yeah, he was like, nope, nope, that's it, Saint Anger. I was like, okay, You're gonna start right. somewhere. Yeah, 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 but it makes sense, you know, when you're that age, and yeah, yeah. When I've had people on here that like total hardcore. They're like, yo, Blink or Green Day or uh-huh. Offspring. Even Chappelle, first thing I'm in punk, Offspring. True. Oh, saw, yeah, saw the video on TV. Yeah. 
do like that stuff. Like yeah, the intro yeah, yeah, right. a younger guy, yeah. right? Yeah, and then they like find everything else after that. That's true. Yeah. Which is cool. Yeah. I mean, it's so that's just like anything. Like we were talking about your upbringing mm-hmm. or your surrounding or like whatever your age, like whatever your whatever you're exposed to for better yeah. or for worse is like what you're that's going to be your intro saint anger yeah or the offspring yeah is, is there um, you listen to all types of music though skeep so is there is there a type something you might listen to that people will be like matt skeep likes that i know you love hip-hop but you, live, you listen to all kind of diverse music right i like it anything that's good like yeah. anything that um i like a certain like it could be anything i like i like things that are good there's there's a band that i discovered um recently called high lung they're from which is uh, German for healing. And they're like this, they're, they're, it's not a rock band. It's not a pop band. It's just like tribal. uh, It's like a pagan tribal Viking Nordic, like old school, like um, their big thing is we are all brothers. Like it's very, um, every town they play in, they always have whatever native tribes are, are native to that. Like when, when they played in Los Angeles, there were a bunch of native American uh, that's cool man uh tribal members oh. there in full dress and right. they did like an opening ceremony with all those people because they're on their sacred land oh, that's, so that's re- cool, it's man. really beautiful and it's really like it's like nothing i've ever seen before so high lung is a band that i only recently a friend of mine a friend of mine works uh is is like one of their touring ma- management but handles their like the touring aspect of the band yeah and invited me out and it's like nothing i've ever heard or seen before high lung I love that. But I like anything anything that's good. I mean, I grew up on... My parents have pretty good taste, a lot of Motown. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But I just did, like, I did a thing for AP, and they asked, like, to, I, I did, like, the 10 post-punk records that you have to know, like, that uh, that everyone should know. And I gave, like, Psychedelic Furs and Public Image Limited, but also oh. Public Enemy, Fear of a Black Planet, yeah. uh, NWA. Mm-hmm. Like, the stuff that came out to me that was not punk rock, genre wise but was the same like piss and vinegar and anarchy and rage whatever the whatever the cause for it was it came out in a a similarly beautiful angsty way that sung to me as punk rock as anything yeah um but yeah i like i like i love anything that that's um uh that's good i don't know that what is good i guess just whatever like give us that serotonin yeah dump that happens when you hear something you love it's just whatever it may be, it could yeah. be were you going to shows a lot in chicago growing up like yeah what Hell age yeah. did you start going to shows like uh like 12 11 12 wow. but i had older cousins that like took okay. me to shows what so. would, do you remember like distinctively like the first shows you were seeing like yeah what type of bands oh yeah the first the very first show i ever saw as a kid was the judds because my, my the judds like the country <laughs> band. i wasn't expecting that. no i went against my will it was the first time i ever heard smelled weed uh i was like six but like when i was like really fell in love with music for myself yeah. like like when i wasn't just going with my parents to places like the first show i saw was public image limited and flesh for lulu open that was Ooh, in 19 19- for lulu wow yeah. that was in 1988 at the riviera in chicago nice. uh and then i rooks shortly after that like the first punk show i went to like by myself and like snuck away from home to see was social distortion and the screaming trees opened for them Damn, when they were on know. sst yeah so that's amazing that's man. cool i remember i used to save the little stubs from all right. the shows i was crazy about it love social distortion i do Definitely. i still love Absolutely. social distortion yeah. shout out to mike ness man hell yeah legend, legend. what about you what was your first show derek i don't think i've said on the podcast probably uh, a thousand times first show show like 
I saw David Lee Roth when he just oh, left Van Halen. Damn. So it was like an incredible lineup of musicians. Like oh, Steve that Fye. that record is great. It's yeah. great. It was eat him, was eat him and smile. Yeah, eat him and smile. Huge. Oh I yeah, think, like Rat that was opened his, up. It was as big as Van yeah. Halen. I love those yeah. records. Yeah. Cliffhanger is good too. Rat opened it, up. Wow. I think Rat <laughs> opened up, or was it Cinderella? I couldn't remember. But I went with like a friend. His mom. She had like these seats, and I was like, oh my god. I love Rat and Cinderella too. So I, was, I love Cinderella. I I wasn't. I, I was. <laughs> So much into them. I figured but I was David alone Roth, on that one. I was like, man, hey, yeah. <laughs> how, how, what year was that? Oh God, I mean, '84. I was, I was super young, man. 1984 was when the Van Halen record came out, so yeah. it was like '85, '86. Yeah, yeah. And then the first like punk show was definitely Chromex. That's a sick Andrew one. World tour. What year was that? That was '86. Oh yeah, yeah, that's when the shit came out. Yeah. Yeah. 86. And then Bad Brains for like the next week. You know, like it was Eye Against Eye Tour. I think. Oh, I love that. Was Leeway? No. Oh, was that the that was that later. Was a, that was a Quickness yeah, Tour in 89. Yeah, yeah. Damn. So, yeah. Crazy. You saw Bad Brains back then too, Skeeb? I did. Nice. Crazy, man. I did in Chicago. Wow. On the Eye Against Eye Tour. Oh, yeah. yeah I love that, was... that record. I mean, I love the older stuff too. The Rick O'Kate, like the, the obviously band in DC and all that stuff. But Eye Against Eye was like, you talk about how the stuff, I went backwards. Yeah, so I guess I came out and I fell in love with that record, and then I went back cool. to. That's what I did too. Yeah, it was just yeah. what came out, and right. they were playing on that. Yeah, but I love. Yeah, I love Bad Brains. Quickness too, and I guess, uh, I love those records. I, I like the old them. ones too, the fast ones. Yeah. But I like the more balancey, the reggae stuff. Like the more I love, like, like the, how it radically changed, like the sound. You know, yeah. with, with Rick Ocasek, like you're saying, producing yeah. it. But it did kind of the opposite, right? Like the Rico Kasich doing it was like that. It paid to come and all those hyper crazy backflip songs. Right. And then it turned more into the groovy yeah, stuff without yeah. Rico Kasich. Interesting. Yeah, yeah it is that's interesting. Right. Yeah, yeah. Maybe he's trying to get his hardcore street cred on or something. I mean, I think he just has a good taste. That guy's, yeah, a, right. that guy's a G. I love Rico Kasich. Yeah, yeah. Sick. Sick. Does he still and produce? I, no, he died. Oh, shit. Yeah, he did that Weezer Blue record. Mm didn't know that he did the blue record no, he did the yeah he did the oh, green record i Such think a great songwriter man yeah rick is a, I a love G. who, who produced your new record cameron webb same one i met yeah that's awesome yeah yeah, yeah. motorhead fame yeah i got to right, work with him right. sing, I yeah sang, i met him with we you. went yeah i sang on uh, cool urethane's guy. record with steve caballero's band oh yeah he does urethane and he too. produced me that day i was like damn this guy's really cool cameron's yeah. great yeah yeah he's cool he has all like the motorhead amps and stuff in there yeah the yeah him and let me were real close yeah you did a lot of records with them right like seven or eight records that's awesome you trust somebody like that yeah working with him let is a big history buff he has oh yeah like a ton a huge collection yeah, really? of World, World War, II. War II daggers. Yeah, yeah. everything, swords, everything. like everything. It's whole apartment. Yeah, filled. It's definitely like, uh, um, yeah. It's a uh, my like during COVID. I mean, I've always been like a uh, like a you know world history freak, but like, and I've always been like into antiques. And obviously, Lemmy had like a very specific right. taste in collecting. <laughs> People are like, yo, like, it's yo, like very suspect. Yeah, he's suspect. Shit. Does he have heads in the freezer too? Like, it's suspect. Okay. But, but I mean, it's... that guy also. I I mean. He said things that are I I'd, I'd never heard. I don't know Lemmy incredibly well, but I never heard him say a hateful thing in his life. Like, I, he, and he would yeah. always stay say like, uh, you know, I'm I'm not a racist. I'm not like if I was, I think I'd probably just say I was. I just I this Nothing is to hide, yeah. true. This is what I you know interests me, and it's definitely like I mean, 
but that that movie caused definitely turned some turned some heads when it came out, man. I was like, I remember I saw that the Lemmy movie in the theater, and I was like, holy shit, they're just showing it. They're just oh, I know it's a movie, it. it's a documentary. Yeah, yeah. Wow. It's in a documentary, and it's just all like SS daggers on the wall. And, yeah, and it's whole collection. Yeah, yeah. He had a, he had a lot of stuff, and Lemmy, Damn. like Motorhead. When I joined, the manager of Motorhead ended up managing us. Oh shit! So. We did a tour of Motorhead, and it was one of the, my favorite tours we've ever done. And Lemmy was, he was like a god on yeah. tour. He's the most straight up amazing person. And he's such a huge fan of like black music and culture. Like, Thank you. You know, yeah. B.B. King and Little Richard. Yeah. And like, it's all he talks about. Yeah. It's okay. like, uh, you know, generally the those guys like their Wagner, and that's about it. Right. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> or yeah, whatever the yeah, fuck. Yeah. And and the thing is, with his collection, his whole thing, it was like he's donating all that to the Jewish Museum. And so that was like another huge thing that yeah. people didn't know. Yeah, I know the know? guy that did his, uh, that, well, I, yeah, I know the guy that, that basically when he died, mm -hmm. they took um, like stock of all the stuff that he owned and that he was like donating. It's a huge oh, yeah, collection yeah. that, that, uh, um, I mean, a lot of the people that sell that stuff online are, are uh, you know, it's like spoils of war from like Jewish historical societies that right. sell a lot of those daggers and mm -hmm. iron crosses and all of that stuff. Um, but uh, the iron cross is interesting when you talk about because you know about it, you know about it. Right. And I know Warzone has the logo. Mm -hmm. And I know as of the most recent in this new world that people are trying to say things about that logo and what it means in America at this moment and kids wearing those shirts and people saying to them, things to them about wearing those shirts. So. For the listeners, the Iron Cross, I've seen it everywhere. I've seen it. Iron Cross was forever. out before World War Two. World War One. It was yeah. World War One, and there were Jewish people that were fighting in World War One for Germany. Yeah, I mean, people have to memorize that there were a lot of Jews that were living in Germany, um, especially before World War Two, and fighting in World War One. Yeah. yeah, and who were anti-communist and who were like, I right. mean, that were nationalistic. World War One is what like the hussars too, like the the skull, the death's head skull. Even was and all of that, all everything that the Nazis used, was even the, was taken from other movements, exactly, and bastardized and made to use. And I feel like in the eighties, in like hardcore and in punk rock, there was a time where, like bands like Fear or bands like, no matter what kind of like punk rock they were, you know. Um, and now, now I think more than ever, even like hip hop bands are doing it, like using dodgy imagery to, as like social commentary, not as like a direct representation of one's uh, ideology. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. And in the 80s, I think, too, like punk rock, it was like you could there, you know, even the Sex Pistols, like Sid yeah. wearing the swastika and stuff like yeah. those guys weren't Nazis. They weren't racist. They weren't. But it was like, you know, w whether wearing a swastika is a hard fucking look, <laughs> I admit. But it's like that wasn't the intention. It was right, like yeah. like Vivian Westwood was making all those shirts and stuff for them. And it was social commentary. It wasn't like a, a direct representation. And I think that a lot of the early punk rock stuff, there were things that bands got away with even lyrically back then that you could say oh, for sure. in yeah. like as a form of mockery or a form of, right. of yeah. like, um, yeah, of just of, of like it being used in jest, whereas like everyone takes everything so literally yeah. now. Yeah. 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 Uh, and I guess it's kind of they have to. There's just people saying some wild. I mean, they always have been saying wild shit. And I think that's the point. But now I feel like the less people, people are just so glued to their screens that everything's become so like literal and so offensive that it is what that's exactly what it is. And that's what it means. And I hate them for saying that. And it's like, 
a lot, unfortunately, no bots, that's it. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people nowadays that are wearing that are saying something very hateful and ideologically like anti-Semitic or racist or, or whatever hateful yeah. shit. Um, but it just means something different. I think back in the day, it was saying kind of the opposite in mm -hmm. saying it. Absolutely. I, I agree 100%. Yeah. I mean, I was a big fan of Reagan youth. And, I mean, a lot yeah, of the, right. <laughs> and a lot of the things, you know, it's like a fold out with like the clan. Oh yeah, you know, and they the had all the, all the priests, yeah, like, yeah. like Sig Heiling. Yeah, I mean, it's just it was a, hardcore, and I was like, "Yo, this is really saying a lot." And I had the poster in my room. I love Reagan you did? Youth. Reagan Youth, yeah, yeah it was I huge. Band, I remember man. my mom hearing that that song, and and you know the Reagan Youth, Reagan yeah, was, Sig Heil. Yeah. and I love Reagan Youth because they were anti all that shit. Exactly, yeah. they were. It's the, same, it's the same exact thing. Yeah. It was like anti-racist, anti-fascist, but they used this imagery of these Nazi priests exactly. that were very much but part that, of history yeah. <laughs> yes. to make the point. And same with MDC. Yeah, yeah it's like MDC some, imagery was the perfect so example. Little. Reagan Youth is yeah. is a great example of that. That just would not people would just take it on its face. Oh yeah, and they would be they would have a bunch of Swazis at the show. Yeah, even Dead Kennedys. Moon pulled out a poster there, Frankenchrist or something. Mm -hmm. It was like a spreadsheet. It's all just buttholes. Just, <laughs> I just random pictures like the the, the of oh, Dead Kennedys. Oh, just like yeah. Holiday in Cambodia. Just yeah. all those records was exactly. so, so. As a kid, yeah. it was so fucking shocking to me right. seeing this artwork and stuff. Like, what the fuck is people this? People have to go in depth and read lyrics and understand yeah. what was going on. A lot of times, people have a hard time nowadays, especially young kids, to really break things down. You know, like even read. They don't general, want to. They want to see a clip. They literally, they, you know, see like they're like not They can't. Break things it's down their own mind, yeah. you know, it seems. Short attention span. Yeah, it's not 15-second yeah. reel. It's not. Right. They don't want to read into it. They want to see the headlines and, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. And they just want it for what it is. They don't have time to, like, to look into something. And, I, and that I'm sure there's tons of, like, brilliant kids that, like, you know. Uh, no, for sure. See, way uh, we're, our conversation is just way out of their, <laughs> you know, way below their paid grade. But, <laughs> but uh, unfortunately, most people are like that. They want it exactly the way it is. Yeah. And no, yeah, like you said, no ifs, ands, or buts. And I like the things that make you think about Absolutely. things. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's also like, you know, sp something a little more benign like Spinal Tap. Like people showing up to Spinal Tap shows with long hair, like ready to rock. This <laughs> was amazing. Like when Spinal Tap would tour, I love going to Spinal Tap oh, shows because you just see people wearing all the gear and they're fucking into it and have no idea that they're comedians. Amazing. <laughs> they That's think amazing. that it's a rock show. It's like, oh my God. The people going to Stone. Hinge, oh taking the photos, it's all that stuff. I mean, people go to Stonehenge who've never heard of Spinal Tap. <laughs> <laughs> They've been doing it for way, way longer. No, but, I, but I'm sure they have blown up. There. But they blew yeah. it up in the movie, don't you think? They didn't. Oh. They did the opposite of blow it up. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, you know what I mean. They shrunk it down. Movie. Oh my so, god, so goofy, man. It's still yeah, one but, of the best. But I remember they toured in. Uh, they played at the Aragon in Chicago, and I was like, "Holy crap! These people think they're a real band." I mean, they put out records and shit, but yeah. like the songs are ridiculous, bro. It. It's so Damn. stupid. But I mean, that's now. It's just like Confederacy of Dunces. Just Jesus. There's probably some popular bands that like are pretty much Spinal Tap bands that. Industry made just all joking, just making money and getting yeah, over on Steel people. Panther. I mean, oh yeah, Steel Panther was sick. But but yeah. uh, but uh, 
Steel Panther. Mm-hmm. Steel Panther, but yeah, like, Cover but, songs. I mean, they they weren't like, uh, what should we call it? Spinal Tap wasn't wasn't like that. Wasn't their story. Their backstory where they were like high school like friends. But every band that takes themselves seriously is Spinal Tap. Yes. Mm. Like you start taking yourself too seriously, and yeah. that's that's your like to me like Spinal Tap is the best. It's just it's, like it's brilliant. Uh, a cautionary tale. Yeah. For, yeah. for musicians Rob, taking Rob themselves. Reiner, man. <laughs> Genius, Rob It's so genius. You take yourself seriously, Sepultura. You guys are pretty serious. Yeah, but you. I saw you guys perform recently. It was very professional. It's it's very serious, but then you have to laugh. Oh, you gotta be able to laugh at yourself. Like you fuck up. Yeah, I mean, it becomes immediately Spinal Tap comes to mind whenever we're taking it way too serious. Yeah, but there are things. I mean, your fanship, (laughs) the kids that like give you your career. In my opinion, anyway, like your fans are the reason that you get to do it. And True. you should For take sure. that absolutely seriously. True. But people in the mirror take yeah. themselves so seriously, oh, yeah. like <laughs> on a daily uh, in and out, like that there's some great creator of something that's just changing people's lives. <laughs> I thought of a band right no, now. That, I'm not going to say the name. I love that. Changing yeah. people's lives. This is like, another ch- joke ch- we say, like, let's go out there and change people's lives. Exactly. <laughs> I know now. I realize That's now amazing. That, <laughs> I realize now that Derek does not take it because when I saw you perform, mm-hmm. everybody's all dressed in black. They're going off. You're wearing... Your shoes from Runyon Canyon and your Runyon Canyon <laughs> shorts. You're wearing your shit. You got on stage. On stage. Yeah. Nice. I was like, yes. And there's some random shirt. Everybody else is like, it's all backed so out. True. But you're just like, you're in your fucking running shoes. I, I love it. I need it, to dude. get it together, though. I need a serious wardrobe. Maybe get black. Don't, Farewell. though. Maybe not. I, it, it would I be, think it's great. It, it would feel fun. silly anyway if I was wearing anything different. Yeah. yeah. I, when I look at photos from back in the day before. My first hardcore band, I'm like, wow, it's pretty much the same shit I'm wearing. Like, <laughs> That's awesome, though. You know who you are. Like, right. You don't have to go through any... Like, You guys changed it up, though. Like, yeah. Putting ups and ties and changed the t-shirts. It's definitely I, like a... Fu- I admire that. They've been through that. Yeah, different, different styles. Uh, right? I was, I'm reading this book by David Byrne right now called How Music Works. Mm-hmm. And it's so cool. Like, There's a guy that takes himself seriously but isn't cheesy about it. Like, it's like, I think there's something to be said, too, for like the pretty, the quote unquote, like pretty rock star person, the the, the type that Spinal Tap makes fun of. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think the talking head singer. Yes. Amazing. Yeah. yeah, He's that guy is amazing. And, And so he's talking about like the different looks and the intention of like becoming you know, it, they grew up in punk rock in New York, of course. Yep. But they were trying to fit in like business. They were trying to look like every man. They wanted in their in a very purposeful way to look like squares at the punk oh, show. So they're cool. wearing suits. They're yeah. trying to look like the people that punks are against. Yeah. And by and it's really it's interesting cool. to yeah. hear all these different like costume ideas as like an art form, as a way like as as the. Uh, a way a means of communication not only with your music but like what you look like and the David Burns approach to the whole thing uh, his book is I, I'm burning through it it's called How Music Works it's so good it just came out it's, yeah, yeah. it's wow. really really good he's got something on Broadway too he had something over there right He's got, I, I mean, he's wow. been doing like Killing films, it. plays, you know, he would study like ancient Eastern theater, like was living in overseas in all these different places, studying yeah. ancient African music, like the stuff we were talking about, like African music and the, the dawn of civilization and all those things he goes deep into in this mm-hmm. book in such interesting ways that, uh, you know, better yeah. read than described, but it's, it's, I think anybody would enjoy the book who likes to read. And I, I like your, a lot of your influences. Not just music, it's you love movies, you love art, you love authors, all that stuff. You can find all that with Trio. You've mm. always been like that, right? Yeah, I mean, I think that again, like if it's good, it's like I love uh 
to me, they're all one thing, like mm -hmm. a great writer, great musician, great painter, great storyteller, no matter what, it's all the same yeah. thing that it's like communicating some story or another, whether it's, um, but yeah, I mean, the simple answer is, yeah, yeah. I, I always, I always have my, I, I'm like a total bookworm. I love film. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I'm always watching something. I mean, I, we, I, we work with directors on our videos and stuff and they're like, you know more about movies than most movie people I know. Yeah. And I'm just a nerd. It's like, it's not to show off. It's not to say that I know anything that somebody doesn't. I'm just I'm genuinely in love with it. Would you ever want to put a book out and also direct something? Yeah. For I can sure. See, I can see you totally doing I would, that. I would write something that I felt like, I don't want to just write something to do it. Because I feel like, especially if you're a musician, you can kind of do, you could get in movies if you wanted to. You don't even really yeah. have to be very good. And I think that's kind of a shame. I think if you're going to step outside of what you normally do, you should do it well. You should yeah, do it at yeah. least as well as what you do music, like whatever afforded you that opportunity. Uh, and I do want to do those things, but it's, I want to do them well. Yeah. And yeah. I feel like those are, you know, I, the time hasn't come for me to like the, where I, I don't have anything worth writing yet. I hear what you're saying. But reading this David Byrne book <laughs> and his age, I think it's the first thing he's ever written. And it's like, yeah. that's the perfect time to do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. A certain part in your life where you feel like, I mean, I, we all have stories probably 10 years into our careers or whatever, but yeah. uh, the older you get, I think the better your stories are going to be. I feel like you're a poet yeah, too and a writer. You're so much more than just a songwriter oh, to thanks. me. Like incredible artist, your painting, all the stuff you do with punk rock and paintbrushes, just your art in general, just the way you express yourself. It's not just one way you get it out. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I appreciate that. But I think we're all kind of like that. Like we all love other things. Like music is kind of the main thing, I mm -hmm. think. And the most universal thing. I think it's yeah. one of the most, as far as art forms, I feel like it's, a, it's, it's the most powerful way to, and like immediate way to express oneself. It's, it's, uh, the easiest to fall in love with, I think, and the easiest to perform, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. what to do, to make something, it doesn't even have to be grandiose or even well done to, to get to people. Mm -hmm. Um, but I feel like even the simplest story, like Cormac McCarthy's writing is so like, he doesn't use oh fancy, God, fancy $5 words. Yeah. It's writers. simple. It's He's simple. Your favorite? He's one of the top five. Favorite yeah. Mine too. That guy. And it's not frilly. It's yeah. just like, it's that ex life experience and that kind of get that, uh, even his early stuff, child of God, I read recently. And that God, book is just so like, amazing cutted me. Yeah. I've never read child <laughs> of God. I was like, holy shit. Yeah. I can't believe this guy's walking free after writing this. Yeah. It's super so, heavy. Oh, God. Oh, okay. Serial killer dark. Oh, yeah. wow. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, I've always <laughs> been like, I need to see more of his shit. Like, movies. Country for Old Men was Cormac McCarthy. Yeah. Oh, it was? And yeah. he wrote that. that. He okay. wrote that yeah. for the. I mean, he, he wrote that book uh, for the screen. And then with the Cohen, I think it was because of the process of making that movie. Josh Brolin would know the answer. Okay, yeah. We asked you, Josh. Ask Josh. But I think McCarthy wrote the, initially wrote it as a screenplay. And then th they said, you should write it as the book and then we'll adapt it into the film wow. that the Cohen brothers did. Wow. And I'm pretty sure I heard that from Josh, but ask him. That's amazing. And also, I mean, my favorite book that he wrote was Blood Meridian. Oh yeah. I was just talking about that with my mom today. <laughs> Like, uh, like, and Stephen King said, he's like, you know, there's, there's like, and it might even be, he, he was talking about Blood Meridian. I can't remember where I read. Oh, he has a book called On Writing. Stephen King, okay. On Writing. Uh, nonfiction, just, just a writer companion kind of thing that came out a couple of years ago. And it's great. But he's talking about Cormac McCarthy. And he's like, there's like huge, like, there's pages of Cormac McCarthy 
where I don't understand what he's talking about, but it may, and there's words that he uses that I feel like he may even be making up, Mm -hmm. but it makes you feel such a certain way. It like paints the page in such a specific way with such a specific color that like only Cormac McCarthy can do that. And I thought that was great. And he doesn't use like, I mean, maybe he is making up words, you know, it's like, I I mean, I read that he was getting a lot of his information from diaries from the past from his own diaries or from other other, other people's? people's yeah wow other people's. that makes sense yeah that were from that time period that he's writing about like diaries wow. from people from that time period. yeah that... so the dialogue and everything is very oh that's real. really smart yeah that's really cool i love that you love mccarthy he's oh, like the, God, it's he's... just <laughs> chillingly good and that and it just goes to show like you don't need to be i don't think he ever took writing courses he just started doing wow. it Man, it's, you know, it's powerful. Did you ever see uh, Oprah Winfrey interviewed him? I think when the really? road when the road came out. No way. It's one of the most interesting interviews. I didn't realize. I'll he send was it. On Oprah. I'll, I'll send it to you when we're done. I, I have. To but see he's that. just like she's like. Um, oh, it better seen than described. But <laughs> okay. he's so dry. She's just like. So what is it like to be? famous he's like i don't care about being famous he's so just like what you would expect times a hundred so dry doesn't care like he's so awkward talking to her it's but in such a great way if he was all comfortable and he's not he's like (laughs) curling up into himself and he's just like i just write stories that's all i know just the simplest shit but what a genius man he's a genius she's just like you know she's got yeah. the, she's a well-read person <laughs> right, and right. obviously a huge fan of his right but you could tell even she's just baffled by his answers they're wow. so they're so good but honest it's just like yeah, he doesn't yeah. care about anything outside of the story he's trying to tell what you got i got josh brolin on the phone nice. yo, yo, josh, what, what were you guys talking about the director the writer for um no country for old men Corman Corman McCarthy. mccarthy we were talking about yeah. uh hi josh <laughs> we were we were talking about the the What's up? <laughs> uh, the chicken or the egg with no country. I said, I think that McCarthy wrote it as a screenplay initially, and then it became a book, but that you would probably know. How did you know that? How did you find that out? I think just nerding out on no on <laughs> McCarthy and no country the, and the film. I think you, I think you might've said that in an interview. No. There you go. Now we just caught you reading my interviews. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> watching, reading. I'm I'm always watching you, Josh. Oh, so that's where it came from, Josh? No, that so that's the truth, and not a lot of people know that. He wrote that as a screen, but he told me that. He wrote that's that amazing. as a first. And they didn't it didn't sell. And then he wrote it as a book, and then it sold to Scott Rudin and then was made into a screenplay. And I know the Coens say when they did it, they go, Yeah, we adapted it, but we really copied it. There's nothing that's not <laughs> in the book other than the last 45 pages in the book with Llewellyn when he hangs out with the girl in the movie you see the girl that he meets at the pool right yeah right that's actually like 45 pages in the book so I guess they cut that out just for time purposes and the dog that's cool though man and the dog dog was was added I think was the dog added I believe it was it's not in the book the whole movie is the dog to me that's all oh it's great I love it Josh, dog is, especially if it's added, it's such a cool thing to add. What? Yeah. Yo, JB, as soon as you said that, Stella farted, and it stinks really bad. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it makes me. Anytime anybody farts now, I think I'm in your kitchen. He got farted during the podcast. Oh, he got farted on. Yeah. Josh, I love you. Thank you for Dang. your time. Thanks, Good Josh. You guys. Thanks, right. buddy. Peace, bye. Yeah. <laughs> there uh, we have it. Holy that's shit! That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> 
So he broke it down. Like, at wow. what, age, what age did you start getting into books? Have you always been? Dude, in? that dog just wreaked oh. havoc on this kitchen. <laughs> Josh is in the mix. Yo, he farted on Josh. He farted on Ski. Farted on all the best people. Ski, but Josh. better not fart on me. Damn, it was all that veggie bacon I was giving her. <laughs> yeah. Um, that, uh, sorry, Derek. Right. What, what did you ask about? He's that? always been reading since he yeah. was a kid. Yeah. You. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, I I, uh, I loved Stephen King when I was a kid. I, a lot of it, too, though, I, I, I was into, I liked, I, I looked up to people that read. I feel okay. like they seemed like smarter to me or something. Mm-hmm. So as a kid, I loved the idea of reading, but I really didn't fall in love with it until later when I could really pay attention to it right, and absorb right. like... As a kid, I definitely was reading older stuff. This, you know, like age six or seven, reading Carrie, mm-hmm. or things that I just didn't th- life experience, like sexual things mm-hmm. or things that I just didn't have any clue about. Mm-hmm. Hard to like paint that picture in her head. So, um, but I always, uh, I always loved. I always wrote, whether it was good or not. Probably not very. But there right. were like young author uh, things that we would. I would always get really excited about and submit for. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, I've always loved literature, the idea of it. Anyway. Right, right. He's a great songwriter, man. That's why I think you could put it like a lyric book or a poem book or something. Right. Or I could see you doing that. Mm. You're, true, yeah. you're a true artist to me. Well, thank you. I true appreciate artist, that. I, I truly love art. I think that anybody that does probably is, you know, or, or wants to be a part of it in some way. Um, yeah. But I appreciate that, Tove. Thank what, you. What inspired the new record? And what, and what is it? What do, you, what do you think? Double, triple questions, I guess. It's been five years. I, I myself have long gaps between records. It's probably like seven years now, but wow. I don't like to make records just to make them like the machine. Like, time to do a record, do a new t shirt, yeah, yeah. you know, go back on tour, do the mechanical. cycle again. Yeah. I, I do it when it comes to me being inspired. So, like, what inspired that? And why do you think it took five years? Also, you were doing Blink, but um, to make the new record. Honestly, like we we wrote the new. Re- I feel like we, we. I was talking about this with somebody the other day, like uh, with an interviewer about songwriting, and maybe you guys will agree. Like uh, specifically, I was talking to a friend, a friend of mine who's who is a writer, and they said that they haven't been like putting pen to paper. That they feel they felt lazy, and that they felt like they need to start working harder and start getting back to writing writing every day. And my point was that that it's not lazy. I feel like when you're not paying attention is where you get most of your ideas from. Yeah. It's not that you're sitting there with a pen and paper and going, "Ooh, that's a good lyric," or "That's a good yeah, thing." I mean, I right. do that. Yeah. 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 I'll, I always have I have pen and paper next to me right now just to write down something somebody says or something cool. you think of. Um, but but for the most part, most of the great ideas come from just living. And those times where you're not expecting something great, where you're just taking the garbage out or, you know, like yeah. waking up in the morning and being thoughtless or just like letting things happen. I think you're always as if you're a writer, you're always kind of recording things mm. uh, in some sense or another. So, yeah, as far as this record is concerned, though, when we started writing the lyrics, like I saw this interview or I'm sorry, a documentary about the 9-11 attacks called Turning Point. And it's like a five or six part docu-series, give or, I, I, what, however many parts it is. It's a documentary series. And uh, one of them had this like montage of, of victims' phone calls home to husbands, daughters, parents. I've seen it. I've fucking seen this, I think. It was a big so doc heavy. that came out. It was on like Netflix and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it was the, these conversations that people were having with their loved ones, like uh, oftentimes just leaving messages because the machine picked it up. Yeah. Um, 
It's heavy. And uh, the things that, and like the absolute terror in people's voices, but also like the strength and the love of like somebody that knows they're about to die and they're never going to see their loved ones again and what they're saying to them. To me, like, it's there are things that are about the actual circumstances of that thing or like wondering what it's like to be that person or yeah. I mean you're hearing it so you're getting a pretty clear idea of what people's characters are in those final moments or where their priorities lay at a very basic level yeah it was very powerful to me and um I feel like the whole just d d like the end of the world as quickly as it's occurring and how quickly we're learning about it on a moment to moment basis and right in front of us definitely in inspired almost all the lyrics on this record. Gotcha. Like there is some personal stuff but it all happens kind of against this landscape of apocalypse. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's it's And like cyber just brainwashing. Yeah. And the video is like uh Animal Chin meets Thriller. The video guy shot at the uh, the Pink Motel. Yeah, that was um, our, that was the idea. Uh, that was Ra Ravi, the director, came up with all of it. Chris Cole and Steve Caballero's in there. Yeah, oh, nice. it's cool. Yeah. It's like zombie dog show. It's cool. It's a uh, good total throwback vibe to it. thriller. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's like these little girls <laughs> that actually do the thriller dance at one point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but or like you know when, when I was talking to the director, we were just spitballing ideas, and I said I love the old '80s videos like David Lee Roth when he give me a donut oh, yeah, and a bottle yeah. anything or whatever that had yeah, dialogue yeah. and that had like a story to tell those early 80s like rock and hip-hop video beastie boys videos david lee roth whoever it was i mean uh oh the, yeah the like, dre uh, videos with, with oh, yeah, steve yeah. berman and all that stuff and also uh twisted sister twisted sister all, all that the, shit yeah so that was kind of the thing and so we of course went back to thriller being one of the big ones yeah. great one uh and you know so it was yeah definitely the impetus for that video was thriller and um animal chin this Disney we used to watch the making a thriller doc. Yeah. It's incredible. Oh it's really? A, it's making phenomenal. Watch it together. Making, making the, the album, yes. the video, the whole So Quincy Jones is yeah, all over yeah, it and stuff. Yeah, oh hell yeah. Everybody's I love that record so much. Off the wall man. too. I From mean the beginning to the end of the album, we're sitting there like every song was Billy Jean above and beyond. <laughs> like yeah. every song. And he like, said he wanted to make record. the biggest record in the world. That's what he was yeah, saying. Yeah, the biggest record in the yeah, world. He said that. Appealing to everyone. From yeah. every genre of music. And yeah. he had that. There was like even punk rock elements to yes. it. Like like even the leather outfits and shit. Like David metal. Or uh, Eddie Van Halen. Because he wanted to cross over to the rock cross world. Cross over oh, to yeah. the rock world. Yeah. And he specifically and he had, he had Steve Stevens playing on some yeah. of the later stuff. I mean, yeah. Like, um, it's genius. Man. He knew exactly it, what he wanted exactly to do with the record. Like, what it, where he wanted to hit. Let alone have he Did Eddie Van Halen play on Thriller? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He yeah, did. He lead, yeah. Yeah. And oh, the dude from... Africa or Toto? Toto. Toto, he yeah. yeah. Toto. Toto writes oh some crazy God. songs, dude. Crazy. Songs, dude. But then not only that, to put a dance moves that are, people are still imitating today. today. Oh, God. You know, like all of it together, like the elements, like who does that? Yeah, who can do that? <laughs> I'm going to set out to make the best record ever and actually does it and invents a whole like society around it or like a whole movement. And all the videos, Inter all the videos Internationally, like worldwide, oh, yeah. you go anywhere, people are like, oh. Seoul, Korea, everyone's wearing the glove yeah. and the le red leather. Everyone. And then Thriller was, was like a movie, that video. Was like it was a movie. movie. So like, he was... changed everything with that kind of stuff, yeah. videos. Yep. Every single video was different. When it, yeah. that, that, it's a documentary? Yeah. It's incredible. Oh, I'll check it. I love that record so oh, much. Oh, man. So You're going to love it then. You're going to get Vincent goosebumps. Vincent Price is on that record. They talk I mean, to oh, him. Yeah. They, the go, they go into full 
depth of every aspect of that album and the wow. making. It's it's fascinating. Um, have you tattooed people before me or just me or other people? Because I got to keep a tattoo. Uh, <laughs> I have tattooed. I mean, it's I'm bad at it. I got to. He tattooed me in my living room on my bar. Wow. Yeah, I have yeah. pictures of it. Uh, Max, <laughs> ta- Max tattooed oh, me. Oh, that's right. I have my wow. bandmate Danny gave me the NWA tattoo. That's a hard one. And I showed it to Dre, and he loved it. Wow, that's sick. I showed it to. Yeah, I was I was super pumped. Um, nice. That he I got Dre's approval for the white boy with NWA. <laughs> and then and then uh, and Max tattooed and then that's opposite right. my wrist it says Ma- NWA on one and Max sick. on the other in almost the same fonts, but Dan. My bandmate Danny gave me that one, and then Max, your son, cool. gave me Max. You haven't done tats since then, really, though, no. Uh, I did yours. I did my friend Matt Steinke and I tattooed each other. We tattooed Bojo. I mean, I've always just written, like, crappy yeah, yeah. things. Like, we thought Bojo was German for buddy. It's not. It doesn't mean anything. But we all have Bojo tattoos and call each other Bojo. Um, What's it mean? Asshole? I don't know. Okay. It was just, like... <laughs> Just we were on tour for too long or something, but I still when I talked to Matt, I'm always like, "Hey, Bojo," it's like what, something he came up with. Yeah. But I, now my knee says Bojo. Um, you, Dan, I've tattooed maybe like four people Sick. in my life. I got one of them. Psyched. Nice. I'm gonna get nice. Max to tattoo me for his 21st birthday next week. Oh wow. This week. Yeah. What, I get what are you gonna have him? December tattoo? 21. Where is he gonna tattoo? He's 21 of me. He did 11 on me. He did mine when he was like six. Yeah, we, get, we need, we need <laughs> where, new tattoos. Where, where are you going to do it? <laughs> you my no space. We need new ones for Max. It'd be cool because he's 21 now. Oh, this guy's know. a big part of Max's life, man. Right. Big yeah. part of Max's yeah. life. So many great, amazing stories. We talked about that episode episode 49. Mm-hmm. For the listeners, you can go back and hear that. But like yeah. painting and doing all kinds of stuff with him and being creative. Is, yeah. Man. Yeah. I remember his one first time drum I'll... set, trio drum set. Nice. Yeah. Got him his first kit. I remember Moon didn't talk to me for a couple of days because she came home from me babysitting and the house was just covered in paint. Oh, and I man. think she had just gotten the place like re- it was like when you guys had your friend. Yeah. When, uh, after the HTB makeover. Anthony, oh, yeah. Anthony. All the sinks were covered yeah. in paint. It was cute. Antonio. After Anthony, Antony did the. They were both the covered in paint. We opened the door. Both <laughs> I think there might have been paint everywhere. Um, but. Uh, no, Moon was actually awesome about it, but I could tell we we were in trouble. No, it's okay. And now Max <laughs> is this crazy surfer. Yeah, taught Ma- took Max surfing for the first time. Yeah, man. Wow. And now he now I'm trying to get him to give me surfing lessons. Bro. Yeah, he's incredible. Fucking surf. savage, dude. Yeah, it's so I love crazy. it. I'm so proud of him. I mean, we we so so many things like I I spent most like most of the time when I've been home. Uh, in Max's like youth, I would be with him for the most yeah, part man. when I was home. Yeah. So, did you ever want kids? No, no, not really. Respect it. No, I mean, Some I just don't want them. I just, mm-hmm. you know, I, great uncle. Yeah, I'm, I'm a definitely, I'm good at uncling. Um, I feel like I could probably, I could step up and be a good dad if I needed to, but, um, yeah, my nieces and nephews and Max yeah. included are like, they're my favorite people in the world. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, I just, I don't feel the need to be a, you know, yeah. Uh, it I hasn't hit me yet. I and I hadn't I haven't like been with somebody. I was married. Yeah. We both agreed we didn't want to have children at the time. Uh but yeah, I don't know. I don't have any deep desire. And that could change. I mean, luckily I'm you know, for me it's an easier choice. Yeah. Um but uh you know, I don't I don't have any deep desire to have children. Never you feel have. like you're you're in a good place in your life right now? I do. Your age, everything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. feel better than I have. I definitely um 
you know, I don't, I don't party the way I used to. I, nobody could, you can't, you only can get away with that for so long. Right. And I wouldn't even get away with it. I was bad at it. Right. I don't yeah. think anyone's good at that shit. So, but I feel better. I feel younger and healthier than I ever have. And you work out a lot. You're always at the gym or hiking and stuff, right? I, yeah, I like to hike. I don't love the gym. I I, I'll go I like, the gym. yeah, you it's do like, it it's necessary. Yeah. Right I mean, it's necessary to get exercise. Like when it's nice out today, I went to the gym just cause it was raining a little bit. Um, <clears throat> but I'd much rather take a hike or go surfing yeah. or even just do push-ups in the backyard than, than yeah, yeah, go yeah. to the gym. Yeah, I hear you. But some, when it's when it's crummy out, I'll go sit in the sauna. I, your sauna. Sit, I'm down, man, yeah. But <laughs> I would. Did, I went to the gym today, and I feel I definitely feel like I have to try and at least break a sweat somehow or another. Every yeah, day. yeah. Do you like, do a lot of training before tour, or you try to get that in? Or no, I just try and keep it, like, a little bit every day. Right, You right. know? Um Excuse me. Like on tour, I'll wake up and, you know, we're, we're usually walking around. I mean, especially in Europe, you yeah, walk everywhere yeah. and you're checking things out. Oh, yeah. Even cities get in the States where, yeah, just get your steps in. Even if it's like a BS, like just go walk a couple miles or something. Yeah. Like we all have to get our steps where, in. Where's the tour kicking off? Uh, I mean, I'll tell you, it kicks off okay. at Drug Church in February in 2nd in Anaheim. In Anaheim. February, in Anaheim. February 22nd, right? February In the U.S. of A. I thought it was February 2nd. 22nd. Okay. Close. It's start start February twenty second, Anaheim with Drug Church. Drug Church is dope. Too. Drug Church and the Warriors are Same. opening. They're opening the whole tour in America. They are, yeah. The Warriors and Drug Church. It's in North America, so Canada as well. Yes, sir. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. And then where are you going? What's the plan? Then we Everywhere. go to Europe, but Slovenia will be on that trip. Yeah, That's cool. Yeah, Shout Slovenia. out to Slovenia. Shout out they to They represent Slovenia. for fucking. I heard it's Slovenia. awesome, and it's like uh, maybe there's more than one festival, but the one we're playing is like in nature somehow kind of yeah. away from things punk rock I holiday yeah we're doing it with you are you really it's fucking amazing, it's and, amazing. Then, and there's a lake you go swimming yeah. in it yeah. i was with stigma lake. i was with stigma in the lake it was awesome it's stigma in the lake dude that's, that's gonna be there and moon's gonna be there holy shit we're gonna play with you guys this yeah. year yeah punk that's rock sure. holiday i'm pretty sure that's the one that's it it's punk, yeah, punk rock it. holiday yeah. Yeah. is that the one you've played yeah we played there before it was called something else oh right because you're playing more metal shout to punk rock holiday one of the funnest but it's the same festival grounds I think. yes absolutely yeah we're going on the lake, lake yeah it's beautiful yes. lake it's descendants so cold. right yes yeah we're there we're on it that's too it's amazing yeah that'll be fun and mad caddies okay. and like a ton of bands i mean that's I, so cool tons man. of tons of um warp tour alumni yeah that's cool. there's another incredible video I, so many i can't think of the but. people can watch and people always show me we, we played the song what happened which keep us sang on mm-hmm. and uh he he pulled up to uh girls rock and came on stage and sang with it. that video Still, people comment and post about it to this day. Oh, that was great! Yeah. We played it three years in a row, and kids always bum rush for that song. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's awesome. another one people talk about. Is like, I sent Skeeb with a song. We become friends on the Warp it's Tour. It's a great song. And Skeeb was always supporting Hazen Street. I met him in New York with Moon, mm-hmm. and like, people didn't really know we were friends. And it's it's not two different worlds because it's we're all from the same mm-hmm. cloth. You know what I'm saying? But. I sent Skiba that song, and then he wrote back. He wrote that fucking verse and sent it back, and it it blew people's minds. Jerry out. Finn produced it too. Yeah, that yeah, the, oh that 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 thing. Yeah. Oh fuck! I didn't fuck. Sent it back, <laughs> and we put on the record, and people flipped it. He was on the record, like trio and H two O. Then he came. To, he was in New York. We shot the video, and it's fucking awesome, man. Yeah, Jerry Finn recorded that and helped me like write it. I mean, I wrote the lyrics and Killed stuff, but it. he helped me like make it into more an anthemic. Thing. I gotta say, it's one it's of the most epic fucking epic. Uh, guest vocals on a punk record in a really long time i'm just going to say that for like and some people 
A lot of people so won't even well. deny that, dude. Fits so it just well, fits man. so perfectly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It kind of wrote itself. Yeah, you're welcome. That was so mm, fun. Thanks for having me. I'm psyched to have done it. And and all the shows we did together, like, yeah, stuff I wouldn't normally get to do, like, being tackled by strangers on a on a stage oh, or yeah. something that we like it's wow. a hardcore thing right, yeah. like, right, right. i love it she though i crazy, love that show <laughs> i just love that our worlds collided back then being you know picked what I mean? up by freddie but he was he was like one of the main people watching hazen street every day in the warp tube it was like three fucking people that he was there wow. it was awesome dude i'm glad we met became friends and all yeah. the worlds collided and all that i shit. love all those guys man ride or die ride or die any more questions for this wonderful man yeah. One more uh, second. The record's out this I love week. This yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Record's out this week. The 26th, the 26th right? on Max's the 26th. 21st is birthday. This, is that this week? Yes. This week. Blood, oh, right, hair, this week. and eyeballs. This Friday, Blood, the 26th, Max's 21st birthday. 21st the new birthday. Alkaline Trio record. Yeah. Uh, yeah, my blood, mom, hair, and blood hair and eyeballs is something my mom used to say. She was an ER nurse. My, she was in Vietnam, but when she was an ER wow. nurse in Chicago, when they had really busy nights, they would say blood. It was blood, hair, and eyeballs. That was like a oh, slang term. That's gnarly. That is. So gnarly. that's where that comes from. Damn. And you got versions. Chicago you got versions ER. of you out now and bad time. Two other songs out mm-hmm. right now. Yep. So you got three songs out now. Three songs. Fourth you- one comes out on the twenty. Uh, the day before the record comes out, twenty fifth. We just shot a video for it. I was going to say, uh, this, can this we do Thursday. videos for all these songs? Or? We're trying to. That's wow, that's but, cool. But Versions of You is just a lyric video because we were just, we'd been traveling so much. It's like the guys have been flying out. My bandmates don't live in Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah. One lives, in, one lives in St. Augustine, Florida. That's how I know that's, or kind of know about the um the Plymouth history. Rock thing. Like right. it's supposedly yeah. like the first city they actually landed on before the quote-unquote settlers settlers um, the settlers that's a cute story <laughs> you ever directed uh, one of your videos before your i have video? cool that's yeah awesome. i wrote um i've written a bunch of them the, the the ones we've done so far like uh the skateboard one was mostly all ravi but we did another one that was kind of like suspiria ballerinas and stuff that i co-wrote with the director and then before that like all the blink videos i'm in uh i wrote i mean i, I haven't directed uh I've co-directed, but I've written almost all of those videos. That's amazing, man. Yeah. That's sick. Because you get videos. People write your videos. And yeah. It's always like Dilapidated Warehouse. And, yeah. you know, playing. Yes. A, it's a performance video in a dilapidated warehouse. Totally. And it's, that's there's nothing wrong with that. But I just, I love the old videos that have like a story to them. Yeah, so, me too. So I just, you know, and most people aren't going to take the time to write that. Do you have two gold records with Blink? I think so. I think you probably One them. for sure. Yeah. I thought it was too. Yeah. Uh... I think they both went gold, but I, 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 uh, my mom keeps all the trophy stuff. Nice. She would know. That's cool. Yeah, I just send them to her. What do you got for Skeeves, Derek? Oh yeah. Uh, are there any artists that you would like to collaborate with, mm. in the, or that you thought of like, man, this would be so cool to collaborate, like, with Trio, like to maybe do something. I don't know, like maybe a place that you've never been to, and i don't know like some tribe or something where you're like i love this style of music maybe somewhere in scandinavia or somewhere yeah i mean the ah. uh that that's a good question the the david byrne book that i'm reading like the, he talks about how where you hear music is just important as important as yeah. the music itself which is a really interesting not even concept it's reality like churches are built like caves because they used to hear music in caves or music that's african that's mostly rhythm drums, driven right? yeah, yeah, yeah. is made to be played played in the plane thing over yeah. war cries and over dancing and social gathering yeah so it's loud and rhythmic but in a carnegie hall it would all turn into mush probably right or vice versa like classical music in 
you know, chamber music in a cave or whatever. It's like the one thing that that uh, always sounds good is caves is like the main thing. So I think yeah. um, as far as playing places that aren't, you know, like I, now that I'm reading this book and we were talking about that, the ancient culture, like mm-hmm. I'm now more than ever interested in playing places that aren't concert halls. Right. So, Interesting. uh, yeah. but I don't have anything specific. I mm-hmm. mean, there's so much that there there's, uh, there's definitely a lot of things that, that I love, um, that aren't like rock and roll or mm-hmm. punk rock that, that I think, would be really interesting to experiment with. As far as like alkaline trios concerned, I somebody asked me recently about who I would duet with. Ooh. Do a duet with and I love um Alison Mosshart's voice. I love I love that woman as a person where we would go back a few years mm-hmm. um back from when she sang for Discount. Oh, I remember Discount. Uh, but yeah, the yeah. Kills have a new record out. I love their new record and I love her voice and and uh she's a super cool babe. So, Alison, as far as as rock uh contemporaries i think she'd be somebody like if i were to sing like a duet with with someone she would be it that's cool but there isn't a cave i won't play right have you ever rapped before no (laughs) (laughs) i know i'm I'm the same i would never rap i love hip-hop too much like i've I've, I've, I've written i've written for people but i've never attempted myself you ghostwriter i have get done some ghostwriting uh and a couple times it's been for hip-hop acts wow so that's cool. Sent you like Cormac but I, McCarthy. But, but I wouldn't. I would not attempt it. No, nobody been, wants to hear that. Nah, <laughs> man, I would never even <laughs> step close to that. You do still skate? Yeah. No, I don't, skate I the mean, barracks with him. He got some skills. Nice. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. The the last right. time I really skated was to teach Max kick and heel flips. Bro, and now he's yeah. And now it's just he can do those in the. He's sleep. doing the rails over there. Like dude, I can't. Oh yeah, he, rails he went there. surpassed my skill level long ago. Well, you skated your whole life, yeah. Well, yeah, and Max, I mean, Max is just naturally, I think, on a surfboard and skateboard, he's just, excuse me, this liquid death sparkling water really, really satisfies <laughs> burping you got, you up got, here like a baby. You got dope shove-its. Dope shove-its. shove-its. You do shove-its. I can do shove-its. Yeah. I can do, I can do, a, I can float some kick flip or heel flip. Heel I'm better flips. at heel flips. Which are harder. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they're harder, but I don't have to think about as much. Kick flips, the setup is a little trickier for me, but... I, I, I mean, I have like a small little toolbox of tricks and I've taught them to Max and then he's taken them and actually busted. That Remember down. your first board? I do. It was uh, Mark Gator Rogowski. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The black and green. Black and green. Yeah. yeah. Saw it in a magazine. I was like, I have to have that. My grandmother got it for me. <laughs> Mark Rogowski. Yeah. I just where, saw part of the Where story. Are They Now Club. Yeah, I know. Except I, we know where he is. I just I saw know, recently he's getting out soon. I just yeah. He's something. afraid to get out, though. Mm. Okay. Did you okay. hear that? No. It's like because the, the father are... of the oh, woman is like, man. the minute you get out, I'm gonna fucking ruin your life. Okay. Physically. Wow. Whatever a... he said, he basically the guy knows he's like, yeah. you're not gonna be safe. I watched the mini doctor. He turned his life around into all this stuff, and he's coming yeah. out. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah. He mm-hmm. he wants to stay put. Like you're released. Are you sure? Yeah. That motherfucker's gonna kill That's me. A crazy story too, man. Crazy, crazy yeah. story. Yeah, and, and, uh, I'd want to stay in if I were him too. <laughs> and the girl is on the <laughs> ramp in the Tom Petty video, which I just found out. Oh, She's sitting God. on the ramp in that video. Didn't know that the victim? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The uh, actual victim? Yeah, of- yeah, sitting on the ramp. She didn't escape video. Um, what's the escape video with Tom Petty? The half pipe. Don't back down. Yeah, no, back, it's uh, it's no. Uh, no, no, it's uh, free free falling. Yeah, he's in the free falling video. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that. Ventura Boulevard. Yeah, this is the skateboard video. Whoa. That, could, but I think that hap- that video. Well, maybe you're right. I also looked on the mini doc. I don't know. Okay. I mean, that's for that. I had the I time thought, frame. I'm all. Yeah. 
Thompson. backwards on, but uh, but I believe it. Small world. Yeah, no, don't yeah. Double check that fact. But I yeah. saw the doctor the other day. I yeah, that that uh, that story is horrific. Uh, I'm gonna go see Poor Things tonight. Did you see that? I'm yet? gonna go see it. I'm watching. I'm going to watch it. I'm gonna watch it Friday. Josh's. <laughs> we're doing a triple date Friday at his house because he said I had to see. It. He said it's this amazing movie. My neighbor's uh, an actor and he's seen it twice already, and he's taking me tonight. Yeah, everybody wow. Friday Man, all date. seen it except for me and Moon. We're gonna do like a triple date and watch it. I heard it. He said it's amazing. That's cool. Hell yeah. Yeah. I've heard it's great. I'm psyched. Emma Stone, let's do this. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank oh, you, guys. Oh, one more thing. Fuck Yo. it. You have a top five? Top five what? Hip-hop? Top five hip-hop. Um, definitely <laughs> Fear of a Black Planet. Yeah. Straight Public out of Compton. Enemy. I have the first- I, I have so much trouble on my, my mind. I refuse to lose. <laughs> It's your ticket. You're the drummer. Get wicked. Uh, I love the Tyler stuff. Tyler I mean, Creator. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We just saw him recently. Yeah. It was incredible, man. Yeah. He's great. NWA, um, Public Enemy, Tyler the Creator. Those are three bangers. Uh, and he's got a couple records that I oh, think yeah, are, yeah. Are, are are just just beyond. So you're paying attention to new hip hop and new stuff. As much as I can. Yeah, I mean, yeah, compared yeah. to like people that like you, probably not as much. Yeah. But I definitely get get things. Um, uh, you know, I I've been listening to a lot of Beast. I love the Beastie Boys. We have a new group for him. Oh, to yeah. turn him on to. Yeah. Uh, yeah. but I and I love Jay. Jay Z, yeah, bastard, yeah. Yeah, he's that kid's talented. We're gonna play a new group off the pod. Yeah. Um, uh, but I'm amazing. sure there's tons yeah. of stuff I don't yeah. know about, so I'm psyched to hear it. Make me a mixtape. Yeah, mixtape. Mixtape. Okay. We're getting a, we're getting a screamo mixtape today. Yeah. I want a, a hip hop mixtape from you. Okay. Yeah. And, and then next time I do this, then I'll actually have, have probably know some right. know some things. And then the last question we can, I want to ask you to do like, what do you think your version of screamo would be? Like, what does that mean? We're talking about genres yesterday: screamo, post punk, uh, violent emo. I got it all wrong. You violent emo. Like, like, I mean, I thought emo to me was always like. Um, the most emo things were like Captain Jazz and like like the OG kind of stuff is more like Rites of Spring. Yeah, Rites of Spring, yeah. Like Embrace, okay. Embrace yeah. Rites of Spring, mostly DC, DC DC stuff. Yeah, and like that's our generation. As far as, yeah, far as yeah. though, but I remember in Warp on Warp tour when kids with the bangs and the <laughs> and the screams was like scream. Everyone called it scream because e they never called it emo when it was emo or screamo when it was screamo. True. Like okay. that was, I feel like it's sort of like new metal or something. It's something that like came later, and the bands that are called actually like fans that call it screamo or something. I don't, I wouldn't know any of those bands. What was okay. the what was the gentleman you had on your show yesterday? Which Jeremy Bohm from uh, Touche Amore. Touche Amore, right? He's amazing. So like yeah. that's a band that I know like kids considered screamo. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. But I'm not post punk, as, whatever those terms are. Yeah. Like yeah, like. I'm more versed in hip hop than I am screamo. Same. Yeah, yeah. And I'm Same. not very well yeah. versed. Right. <laughs> <laughs> as the pa as this interview just because he named three bands with the top yeah. tiers. I can't even repeat the name like, today. Who? The top tiers yeah. of screamo. I never even heard of. They're all back never together now. I was like, I never heard of it because I thought Take It Back Sunday, My Cam, all those bands were different. That was those like are those those are like singers. They're not like yeah. gah, 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 with like cute haircuts. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's yeah. like those are those are like rock bands. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Kind of like emo -y. I guess kids like consider My Chem emo. They're just a rock. I mean, not yeah. just. I think they're a great band. I think they're a great rock band. Yeah. It's emotive, but so is all good rock music. It's like stadium rock. Yeah. It's always about like a girl that doesn't want to talk to you or something. Yeah. I'll, I'll say Jesse's girl. I'll say before I say it again, like Madball has emo. They have emotion. All bands have emo. All 
music has emotion to it. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't matter if it's hard or soft. Right. It's not just one Aggression style. is an emotion. Yeah, yeah 100%. Yeah, absolutely. So like all, all the genres and stuff, I, the labels, I never really understood that. Me. Nah. It's, yeah. just, it's a just feeling. Good. It's I like sound. good things. Good, good things yeah. about you. I like things that are good. The serotonin dump, whether, you know. Yeah. Jeez, mm-hmm. oh, man, this yeah. has been awesome. This 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 way way better than the first one. This is great, man. I hope so. so happy. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. yeah. It's so nice. Right on. Thanks I mean, for having me. I love that yeah. Josh Brolin called in. Yeah, that, that was, was nice. That yeah. was really cool. Again, Josh. Yeah. Um, Shoot. But thank you for supporting me the pod too from the jump. Yeah. You've always been supportive of this. I love you, bro. It's been came sure. a long way in, in this kitchen, man. Now we're all here. Congratulations. This is my first time ever doing a phone call with you here, Derek, because usually I just call the person That's after the podcast. Yeah, it's cool. We're on the like we're actually having a podcast with him on the phone. It's interesting. I, I like I like Skiba here in, in person better. Yeah. But, um, so what I was saying before we got cut off is just talking about people's first, you know, time hearing different bands or a different one of our albums, either Separator H two O or Trio. And I was talking about Blink and how. People can look back at the at the Skiba years, and that's the first time like they heard Blink One Eighty Two, which I think is cool. It's awesome. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I was saying uh, that a lot of kids that I met at shows, it was you know uh, there. I should say there were a lot of kids at the shows that I met that it was their first Blink show. Some of them, some of the times, their first rock show. Period. Oh yeah. And I was saying that that it's cool, like uh any three of our bands like or whatever like anybody's bands it's like if you're recording and touring you're gonna be somebody's first you know always like somebody's first punk record will be h2o or you know first rock record will be sepultura or whatever it is yeah but yeah the being a part of blink when i was i mean there were it was only good stuff it was definitely i was honored and still am to have been a part of it and definitely to be somebody's first uh blink experience it was it's definitely a cool thing to point out yeah um another thing you don't really talk about but you live is like a vegan lifestyle and i always respect you for that like you only talk about it you're not posting about it obviously they they put you in the vegan club and those posters and stuff and you were flattered and cool about it but you've always kept kind of like your diet and stuff like that like as a personal choice for you yeah i don't i don't really think that uh I mean, if we're being honest, like somebody tells me they're vegan, I don't find that interesting. I don't okay. I don't think that what some if somebody tells me they don't like broccoli, like why would you bring that up? Um <laughs> if, if you're not eating broccoli, you know, like yeah, I don't yeah, yeah. I, I I you know, I'm just uh uh an animal freak. I don't like to eat them. Um yeah. I just lost my taste for it. But as far as it's being something that I wear on my sleeve as like an identity, it doesn't I don't think there's anything wrong with it. That's just not really for me. I feel I, like, I, uh, I feel like, yeah, the way you treat people or, or the, you know, the, the way, the way that you live is, uh, I think should be more emblematic of a person than what they, what their diet is. I get that. And, uh, is, is it safe to say your last real job was being a bike messenger or did you have an actual punch in nine to five kind of job in your life before music? Uh, the last time I had a boss was yes, as a bike messenger. Um, and before that I worked in a print shop. I worked, uh, I mowed lawns. Like when I was a little kid, I just mowed the neighbor's lawns. That was like my means of making money to buy cassette tapes and, uh, you know, concert tickets when I got old enough. But, um, uh, yeah, I, the, the messenger thing I did for about seven years, 
but because of that job, I was able to start touring. It's not a job that, especially in the winter in Chicago, a lot of Ooh. people are signing up for. Oh yeah, that's gnarly in the winter. Yeah. And then what about Ski? What about like um, you're a big movie buff too. Do you, you have like you have like a couple movies that you really love that you can always keep watching over and over again. You never get sick of them that you just really love. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of them. I mean, we were just talking to our buddy Josh Brolin about No Country, no country for Old Men. I love those books. I love Corbett McCarthy's books. Yeah. Uh, but that that film, the Coen Brothers film, I think is is in my. I mean, it's definitely my top five. I could watch that movie over and over again. Um, I could watch Perfect. Das Boot, Das Boot, over and over again. Um, there's a bunch of them, man. I'm I'm a total film freak, so they, I, the lit. We can talk about that all night. Um, but there's a sure. trip of movies. But uh, yeah, going back to our other conversation, No Country is definitely up there in, in the top five. Top five. Um, and then what about social media? I know you're on social media. Um, you post about you know life and what you have going on. Are you like answering DMs? Are you chatting with people on there? Do you let one negative comment affect your day? Like, do you really like? What is your deal with it for you? Yeah, I don't. I don't really. I, I have an Instagram account. I'll post. That's the only thing I post on. Twitter uh, was fun for a minute, but it just got me in trouble because I'm not really up to date on. I mean, I try to. I since Twitter and since a couple debacles on Instagram, I try to stay more up to speed yeah. on what's happening in the world because I've been making jokes about things that when like uh, uh, come you off insensitive. Yeah. Yeah, like I didn't know that somebody just got murdered in this town or that, that somebody shut up a theater in Aurora, mm. Colorado. Whatever it was, I'm just like posting things of 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 zero like relevance and and it seemingly ignoring any real happenings in the world. And so, uh, yeah, Twitter just I think all of it. Um, you know, anybody is, is susceptible to the rabbit hole of social media. Totally. I just, I post things occasionally, um, you know, band stuff, shameless self-promotion, of course, art stuff, uh, events or whatever, or just kind of, you know, everyday little things that, yeah. that I notice or, or feel like I need to address. But, but for the most part, I don't feel chained to it at all. I definitely post very selfishly. I put things out there and don't look at them again. Uh, if I am on there screwing around, uh, you know, I, I generally rather read a book than look at my computer screen or my, my phone Respect. screen, it, it, because yeah. if you do, if you sit there and listen, everybody's going to find something shitty to say about no matter how benign it is, 100%. someone's going to get offended. Somebody's going to think it's bullshit and speak their mind about it. And I don't care. I just don't have time. I don't really you know, I don't want to bum anyone out or offend anybody, but I also, you know, beyond that, I don't really care what somebody thinks about what I do or, uh, you know, like take it or leave it. Hopefully that, you, you know, everyone's posting things that their friends enjoy or their followers enjoy, but I am, uh, as separated from it as I, uh, you know, as one can be while still having a, an Instagram account. Right. I love that. Um, and then what, what about, uh, what about therapy? What's your thoughts on therapy? Uh, what kind of therapy? Like, like psychotherapy? Yeah. Yeah. Like going to see a therapist. I just started doing it. So I've been like interested in talking to you about it. I've been, I've done psychotherapy almost my whole life. Wow. Um, as a kid, I had behavioral issues. I had a lot of anger issues. My parents were concerned. So they sent me to therapy at an early age and I think it's very helpful. I mean, I think that the thing that therapists do 
and I think any good therapist would agree with you, all they do is listen. Yeah. Right. Because nobody really listens to each other. Like in your everyday life, most people, and that there's an exception. We have great friends that we communicate well yeah. with and, and uh, you know, feel secure in sharing intimate details with. But people are generally too busy with their own shit to be good listeners and to really, you know, the, the therapist very often, they'll give you some sort of like tools or things depending on your specific issue. But mostly they're just there to listen. And I think it, it's... Uh, you know, most people don't have anyone that listens to them with undivided attention. True. And, and yeah, that way, true. I think a therapist can be essential to one's well-being. I mean, I, I'm i not currently in therapy. I have a friend that's a therapist that I will see if I feel like something in my life isn't making sense. Yeah. Um, and I want to bounce it off of somebody and not really share it with anyone else. But those instances are, are few and far between. I'm mm-hmm. a fairly open book. But I think that, um, you know, there's people that think that it's bullshit. And I'm not one of those people. I think that uh, I think it can be very helpful. And it's good to hear that you're doing that. I think it yeah. takes a certain amount of guts and, a, and definitely emotional intelligence to surrender and go. Go see. It, it takes strength, I think, to to go see somebody and and uh, trust them. So uh, good for you. Thank you. Yeah. I probably asked you this on the first episode, but that was episode forty nine. Are you an optimist or pessimist? Uh, realist. I like that. That's what Moon says. That's what Wifey yeah. says. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Realist. Okay. I like that. I appreciate that. Yeah. I try. I try, yeah, I think it it depends again on the situation. It's a bit of both. I mean. Um, I always kind of look for the silver lining in, uh, you know, p- potentially stressful or quote unquote bad situations. You try, I try and find the good in that. I don't think that that's necessarily optimism. Uh, I don't, um, you know, I, I try and see both sides of things. And and uh, you know, in general, I, I wouldn't say I'm one or the other. I I think re- a realist is what. I hope to be and what I think I probably am closest to being. Awesome. I think that's it, Derek. Any questions from me? Yeah. No, I think the when you talked about therapy, it's something that's very courageous and it's had a huge impact in the prison system when they have people who, instead of putting them in solitary confinement, is to put them into a group of people to be able to talk through what's been it's happening. Awesome. And I think it's really awesome, you know, because... That's it, interesting, yeah. It, it really is interesting because at the end of the day, you know, when they're in solitary, it's actually making it worse, the problem. They have no one to talk to. Yeah. Um, and they oh, go yeah. In, and they go insane. You know, it's absolutely inhumane, I believe. And and I think what you're saying um is very relevant you know the fact of having someone to to talk to is so important so yeah it's definitely therapy bra- derek bravery bravery morris yes i have been okay awesome yeah. okay awesome yeah yo Chappelle. i mean uh <laughs> skiva can we talk to me skiva can we talk about how incredible derek's vo- derek's voice is when he comes on the mic it's like holy shit well it's like it's amazing to like it, it really is a uh a sign of talent like when somebody is like Derek just a gentleman and a kind uh you know handsome individual like handsome in being and in in energy just like an attractive sweet person that has lungs of just rage and fire it's like that is it's it's a dig deep man it's impressive yeah I'm blushing over I want to listen when your voice comes on it's just like 
You know what I mean? Oh yeah, it's it's a takeover. It's definitely like it seems like it's it's the magic of music. It comes from somewhere else almost. Oh, that's great. It's your power, Thanks, your guys. sexy ass voice for radio. That's and you what got we in, do. In, 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 <laughs> <laughs> you know, and you got a face for radio it's a, too. It's a good voice. It's a definitely a good radio, radio voice. When you were talking about the treble in your voice, I'm like, what the hell is this guy talking about? I know. <laughs> well, shit the, is shit is sexy smooth. That's why we try to keep it over here, sexy and smooth. <laughs> what's what's the what's, what's the actor does all the narrations? He always makes funny. Does every narration of every movie. I'm not really OG, sure. actor, Drive Miss Daisy. Oh, um, Morgan Freeman. Dude, you're the Morgan Freeman of it's fucking, Morgan of, Freeman of, of metal. Of, of metal. Yeah. The Morgan Freeman of metal. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> well, thank you, Skiba, for your time. Yeah. I fucking love you, brother. I appreciate you. I um, love you guys. Yeah, Much thanks love. for calling back. All right, bro. Have a great night. Yeah. You too. Thanks, guys. Bye. Have fun in the sauna. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Peace. I always ask my guests if they have any regrets. I personally don't have any regrets. Even when it comes to my tattoos, I have the silliest tattoos. Even my ET on my leg, it's still a childhood memory for me, and I love it. I've had tattoos on top of tattoos strictly because I wanted more tattoos. I started getting tattoos when I was 18. I'm 52 now, and I can't stop. I've had lazy treatment before on something on my arm. It's four tattoos on top of each other, and that experience at that place was pretty fast. It was pretty cold. It was in and out, swiped the credit card, don't really tell me much, didn't give me much details or anything was going to happen. So I never went back. So as of most recently, I'm so lucky enough to have had two sessions at Removery Tattoo Removal. My tattoo on my arm that looks like a big black blob is now super light. I've had two sessions. I have a long road ahead of me. None of this stuff happens overnight. You cannot take a tattoo up in one sitting. You have to be patient and it's painful. They ice you up, it's super fast. To me, it felt like a bunch of rubber bands, but what's more painful than that is looking at something on your body that you think you're stuck with for the rest of your life. That sucks. But now for me, I'm really happy I started this journey. I'm slowly gonna get this tattoo removed. I never thought in a million years I have any kind of real estate on my arm. I don't even know what I want, but it's exciting. I'm so honored to announce that One Life, One Chance podcast is now with Removery. I have a code. Use TobyH20 and get $100 off your first session. Call 866-934-4570 or go to removery.com. One of the most experienced tattoo remover companies in the world. Over 600,000 removal treatments done. 100 locations. U.S., Canada, and Australia. State-of-the-art peak-away laser technology. Cryotechnology to reduce any discomfort. This is so exciting for me because all I do in these podcasts is talk about tattoos, from day one, if you've been listening to this podcast, we talk about tattoos, talk about getting removed, talk about getting covered up. So this is such a perfect fit for me. Once again, go to removery.com or call 866-934-4570. Use my code TobyH20 and get $100 off. These guys are located everywhere. Try it out.